Hi, this is Larry Hama, and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 150, the Sauce Boss Top 5. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Robert. I'm Shannon. I'm John. And welcome back, everyone. (laughs) Yes, we have Mr. Sauce Boss himself here. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that one photo goes on the internet, and then that's all I'm known as. Oh, that photo is the picture for this episode. (laughs) Fantastic. <laughs> Shannon and his retarded sauce boss friend. Right. Wow. <laughs> and, and Shannon has underneath him, like, uh, pl- you got a play to win or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, episode 150, never thought in a million years that we would reach that number, let alone who I'd be spending that episode with. So. <laughs> Um, but I'm glad you guys were all able to, to make it. This should be a lot of fun. This episode is nothing but, well, almost nothing but doing top five lists. So I can only imagine what Shannon's come up with for these. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all kinds of crap we don't even know. We all have to figure out the theme, whatever theme is coming. I'm not going with themes. The themes was a horrible failure. No, the themes were a huge Swords. Hit. The yeah, swords. Epic. I had so many people that liked the theme. They made comments about the theme. They they liked yeah. it. So, yeah. so. Uh, oh, and I did watch. I told John I watched the uh, Bad Day in Blackrock. Uh, and you hated it. No, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's um, a good movie. It is a very good movie. Yeah. Um, I kind of see some of the things you were talking about with its relation to First Blood. Like, there's a little. I could see a little bit of influence being there. So, yeah, it was it was a good episode or a good movie. This is going to be a good episode. So, um, <laughs> so what's you telling yourself? Right. <laughs> so, Robert, what's the uh, what's the story behind the sauce boss thing? By the way, 
Oh, I don't. <laughs> we were so it was at HeroesCon, and uh, we all kind of got together for a big dinner. Um, people from my studio, and um, you know, Shannon and and John, and and all of kind of our crowd was all there uh, with my family and my son. It was his birthday that week, and so he got like a birthday crown. And then I think my daughter Emma wanted one too, and so they've got different hats you can put on. One of them was the Sauce Boss. Nice. Which ended up on my head, and then me and Shannon were sitting next to each other, so that's kind of how it all came about. Gotcha. Well, a couple updates that I wanted to throw out there at the beginning of the episode. Just some things that changed that people might not be aware of or noticed and wondering what the hell's going on. Um, First off is we don't have a forum anymore. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. uh, So basically what happened is the forums that we had were hosted by the uh, Legion of Dudes podcast. And they just decided not that they didn't want to keep up with it anymore. I mean, I think our group was the only one that was still posting stuff in there. So, uh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, evidently, he he had sent out an email. He thought he emailed all the administrators and let us know that he weren't going to do it anymore. But I wasn't on the list. And one day I went to go log in and couldn't get in. And it said it needed to be renewed. So. Um, and I had other listeners that contacted me asking me about it and. I reached out to him, and he said that they decided they're not going to do it anymore. So I had to make the choice of, okay, how? what are we going to do? And what we're doing instead, and I apologize for those people that aren't on Facebook, but uh, the, the latest thing is to have groups um, on Facebook. So we do have a Star Joe's group page uh, where everybody can contribute to it, and everyone can post stuff, and everyone can comment on stuff. So it's just like a forum in a lot of respects. Um and uh, it should be a lot of fun. So if you're on Facebook, look up Star Joe's. We still have the fan page, so you can still we're still going to keep that, and it'll because that posts updates to not only the fan page but onto Twitter as well. So we'll keep that going for any updates on stuff. And then the group page will be where we talk about top fives and talk about any you know geeky news and things like that. So um, we we're about eighty some people strong on it right now, and uh, we'd love to increase that number so just go on there and if i know for some people they've had to ask to join it is a public um group but i did get a couple requests from some people saying you know asking to join and i'll i'll approve anybody so i'm i'm not picky i don't know you gotta be you gotta be careful yeah you gotta be careful who you friend yes Yeah, Robert had a little <laughs> little thing of somebody <laughs> doing stuff. Extracurricular activities. Yes. <laughs> so we got. I don't that. even know what it was. I- yeah. So so we got that going on. We got the group page going on on Facebook. So please join that and participate. We got a lot of people participating every day, which is really cool. Um, and then a couple things from last episode. Well, one thing also I wanted to mention. Hopefully, this is coming across in the episode well is we had a problem with Skype and CallGraph, the two programs not communicating with each other. So there for a while I was having to record the episodes by putting a speaker next to the microphone. Oh man. <laughs> which wasn't that can't the, be good. <laughs> no, which wasn't the best way and which is why you guys a lot of times sound a little muffled in some of the episodes. Um, But it was all I could do. Well, there was a recent update to Skype that allowed CallGraph to work with it again. So so I have that going, and this is the first episode. Which is nice. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This is the first episode where where we're using it again. 
And uh, so hopefully it records. It looks like it is. Because so <laughs> I don't want to have to do this all over again. Um, but yeah, so you guys should hear a little bit better sound quality, hopefully. So, um, And uh, the last two things I wanted to get into before we get into some listener feedback and our top fives is, Robert, last episode, we never got to hear your top two from the year 1982. So I did. Um, I had to share okay. those movies with us. All right, let me. Uh, I should have been more prepared. I, knew this was even, <laughs> I even knew this was coming. What the heck? I know we Easy talked about porkies. Right. <laughs> Agreed. All right, let me. The second, I've got it. I've that's got it what right we, here. That's what we gave you, by the way. <laughs> You gave me what? E.T. and Porky's. E.T. and Porky's. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Wow. That's a, come on, man. He's offended right. by E.T. <laughs> I know. E.T. in that freaky little guy. What the heck? The light-up finger. Uh, what, do you guys remember what my <laughs> three, four, and five were? No. I don't remember. No. <laughs> I don't All right. listen to the show. Yeah, I don't know. What the heck? I, I think barely, I had Tron I on there, and it was just were. like a guilty pleasure. So I think uh, I think my five, like, in no particular order, I think it was probably Tron, Conan the Barbarian, um, let's see, Rocky Three, uh, Star Trek, <laughs> Wrath of Khan, and then one more, uh, Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. So, those, yeah, those, those are my top five. So, so Blade I, Runner I and Rocky Three, you did not tell us about. So, yeah, yeah so those are two. Bla- no, no, he talked about Blade Runner. Did he? Because this, yeah. task, this one was to watch all the different editions. Oh, that's right. Okay. Right. So, did I say Tron? I did say Tron. So, Rocky Three was one that I know was in my top two, and Star Trek, maybe Wrath of Khan. Oh, that might be. Okay. Yeah. No, we talk about you talked about Rathacon too because you talked about your parents being such side tra- uh, Star Trek yeah. fans. Then what was? Oh, okay. Then what was I'm left? Correcting you, man. I, I uh, you Tron, yeah, Tron. So I said. So was it Conan then? Yeah, Conan the Barbarian and Rocky Three. Okay. Because I know we talked a lot about Conan, but I so I don't yeah swords. Right. Yeah. Swords. Well, I think yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you guys never talked about it. But then remember, I said I had only seen like the TV version of Conan. Right. You know, like the edit, like when I was a kid. So it was like, uh, it wasn't until I. Oh, watched I thought you were later. talking about that crappy show that was on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> With some other half-assed bodybuilder in it. Remember that? It was yes. On in the '90s. What? No, that was Hercules. A Conan TV show. No, no, no. It was a Conan syndicated TV show. I thought that was Hercules. What? I remember no, Hercules and Xena. TV show. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to look oh. this up now. Conan it was syndicated. It was one of those, like, crappy syndicated shows. Okay. And it had some other bodybuilder that they just like, oh, he's a bodybuilder. We'll use him. Was it one of those che- those brothers that were all buff? They had the long, flowing, like, uh, dark hair. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I remember like, those like guys. Brother. They were like twins or yeah, something. Yeah, they were like the Barbie, the female or male version of the Barbie <laughs> twins or something. No. <laughs> I just you remember, the, you know, I just yeah, remember you it being it. one of the shows that was on at like five in the afternoon or six in the afternoon. As oh, are you talking to, about Beastmaster? No, no, there's no. There was a. I'm, I found it now. It's Co, it's Conan. It was in 1997. There you go. What? Yeah. yeah. I don't make this stuff up. <laughs> I, th- I thought you did, and just assume nobody knows what you're talking about. 19. No, that, that's my personal life. Right. <laughs> yeah. This this <laughs> had Canada, uh, you know Ralph Moeller. Meller, M O E L L. Oh my gosh, what? I don't and Danny Wu, that. Danny Wu, who was the midget on Seinfeld all the time. <laughs> it went for twenty-two episodes. 
Wow. Holy cow, I'm gonna have to check this out. No, you don't. Do, do you think it's worth watching? No. <laughs> no. Wow. Seriously, but it was I think it was playing off of the whole popularity of the Hercules. Yeah. It Zeta was thing and it was oh, called the sure. it was called Conan the Adventures. Yes. Or the well, Adventurer. It, Adventure. it, what was yeah. what was the one with uh, Bruce Campbell at that same? Was that Jack of all Jack of tra- Jack of all yes. trades? Or, oh yes. yeah. Actually, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Not the Western. I'm, I'm looking no, at no, no, not, no, 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 not not uh not Briscoe County. I love that show. Yeah. No, there was one he did after that that yeah. was in that yeah. same time frame with Xena, but it wasn't Jack of all trades. It was something like that. He was like a. It was another Raimi show. Yeah, yeah. It was Jack of. Well, wasn't it? It was like Sam Raimi did all those shows, didn't he? Yeah. No, I think it was just called Jack of Trades. It was Jack. I know, but I mean, Sam Raimi was the guy behind all of those shows. Yeah, Yeah, he was. Hercules. What was the space one they had? Where it was almost like the. I um, remember the space one. Yeah, there was. Oh, it was Jack of all trades. Yeah, you're right. About them apples. Thanks, Google. (laughs) (laughs) You're the best. You can hear the wink. Um, so the other thing I wanted to mention, or, or, or give, or give. This is going to be a long, yeah. long show. That, you, you wanted to add categories. Let's add six more. Right. Sure, I'm not doing anything till three. So, so Robert, uh, I'm sure you heard on the episode when the, there was a listener that wanted to know if there was any possibility of you of them getting a commission from you in the next year. And I said, since you couldn't stay for a full episode, probably not. Um, yeah, that's a good bet. <laughs> so, so, so I thought maybe I would give you the chance to actually answer that question as far as how your commissions work. <laughs> um, well, my qu- commissions aren't working at the point. At this point. Um, <laughs> I think that's very clear. I think, no, I'm still actually, waiting for that one. He was going to have Herb Trent be ink for me. Oh. What? Wait, to do what? No, never mind. <laughs> I was making a bad joke um, about it. was a bad joke. <laughs> that was a bad joke. So, anyways. The book I'm currently on, uh, I'll be done in uh, next week. And then I do. So, I just lined up some cool stuff I, that I'm excited about. I got like 10 uh, Ninja Turtle covers that I'm doing over the next year. Nice. And uh, another four five TI jokers that are like just you know, retailer variants that are worked out. Um, so while I'm doing that, uh, I'm doing a lot of work for Disney now. Um, and that's keeping me busy also. But it's not like a day to day crank out a page type schedule. Through the rest of the summer, after I finish the sequential stuff I'm doing now, I have to have my entire commission list done by September. We'll see if that happens. But. Uh, I'm making good progress this last week, and so if I can keep that over the next couple months, I'm not planning on taking on any other jobs enough to keep me busy. It's not so busy that I can't do commissions. So uh, right now, I'm not taking commissions, but just keep an eye on my uh, blog and Facebook, and I'll post when I am. So okay. just keep it, keep a heads up. As soon as I'm open, then I'll have a set way of doing it moving forward, so I don't get into this kind of sketch debt trap I'm in right now. <laughs> and uh, is Robert so, cutting in and out a little bit, or yeah, is it yeah, okay. Cylon in big time? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Keep that bit. Whatever. I was just making sure okay, it wasn't. Well, there you go. I'm not gonna. So I'm not gonna go that nope. over that. Nope. Just keep nope. an idea of my my blog and Facebook. Okay. <laughs> so to recap, right now he's not taking commissions, <laughs> but. <laughs> 
if you keep an eye on his Facebook and his blog, he'll tell you when he's open for commissions again. Yes, that's the long, that's the short version of what I said. Okay. (laughs) All right, so we got some listener feedback. Let me go through, we'll go through some of this and then we'll get into our top fives. Um, So I got an email. uh, Some of these are kind of older emails and they just got lost in the shuffle. So I apologize to the listeners that sent these. Um, So I got one that says, hey, Star Joes, have you guys listened to the Turtle Soup podcast? The two hosts are going through the entire history of TMNT chronologically, and they are touching on comics, cartoons, toys, movies, and concerts. Uh, He said it's a pretty good show. (laughs) It was Thomas Blake. Have any of you guys listened to that podcast before? No. No. I haven't, um, but that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. All right, so then we got an email from uh, from Chad Leavenworth, and he said, uh, Greetings once again. Nothing too topical here. Just a few fan feedback type questions I had for you guys if you ever wanted some time filler for one of those shows. Maybe some of these would be good springboards for friendly debate amongst the PJs. Pod jockeys is what PJ stands for, according to him. So... Uh, His first question was, love at first sight. This is an older question that I asked some other G.I. Joe fans a while back, but they seem to enjoy mulling it over. If you you had your memory wiped out of all characterization, and I think Chuck and I talked about this at one time, um, but the reason I'm bringing it up again is I'm kind of interested to hear what you you guys have to say with this. Um, If you, you had your memory wiped of all characterization of the Joes, Cobras, and Dreadnoughts, their file cards, the comic books, like you didn't know anything about the characters, and somebody just dumped the toys in front of you, uh, just individually bagged figures, and said, go ahead and pick five, purely based on appearance and accessories, which ones would you take? Like, would you, and he gave some examples, like, would you still take Snake Eyes? Uh, would you still take Duke or Flint if you knew nothing about them? Or would you go with somebody bizarre like Lobotomax? <laughs> Raptor. <laughs> no, you want Dr. Mindbender. Like I know that. Right. Does this, Shannon, does this mean like as a kid or now? I'm thinking, I, I guess you can interpret it any way you want. If you, As a kid or now, I don't know. However you're interpreting it. Hmm. Like as a kid, I'm sure in the 80s, anything with like neon fluorescent colors, I was all over it. <laughs> uh, so you'd be all about the eco warriors. Yeah, Crystal Ball would be like number one. <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see. That's a good question. Uh, uh, think about it a little bit. Okay. Well, let me go into his other question, and you can, if you want to circle back to that one, we can. Um, yeah. So his other one was Superstar or Average Joe. He says, okay, we all know who Optimus, Prime, uh, the Optimus Primes, the Hawks, and Lionos as far as rank goes, um, as well as where the Blue Shirts, eight ADAT Drivers, and Rebel Commandos rate in terms of time in the spotlight. But I'd like to toss out some fringe character names that are in the gray area and have you take turns in a random rapid-fire round-robin style deciding, have these middle-of-the-road characters been repressed for years, deserve a... Uh, and deserve a promotion to star level, or are they already too big for their britches and need to take a step back to an average Jodum? So the first character he mentions is Admiral Piet from Star Wars. 
So it's basically, do you think? Do you <laughs> yeah, think, and we're doing. I'm sorry, we're doing this in how many top fives tonight? <laughs> right. Let's go. <laughs> I've already. What was it? Shannon said last time. I need a flow chart to figure out. I, I've, I'm lost already. So, so do you? So do you think that these characters deserve uh, time in the spotlight, or do you think they've already had their time in the spotlight and moved? I don't even remember who. I know who Admiral Piat's name, but I don't remember what he did. I don't know. There. I think it's a bullet in the head. That's what I think. <laughs> okay. I think it's a force choke, maybe. I don't. I, He's a Star I, Wars. Oh yeah, wrong universe. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and we lost Robert. <laughs> yes. The hell. Number one again. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. I can hear John when he does his hand rub. Yeah. And he gets excited. He does that hand rub. Yep. Yeah. You need to get him a, a Campbell's soup can and a string. I think. <laughs> <laughs> You, you there? Well, he sounded like that earlier. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there it is again. <laughs> All right. So, did you hear what we're doing on this one? We're making fun of you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do it. Okay. So you have to. I'm gonna just list some quick characters. You just say if they deserve some more, some time in the spotlight, or do you think their time has passed and just move on? All right, Admiral Piet, move on. Yeah, Wild Weasel. More. Uh, more. Yeah, I think more too. Shannon, any thought? I don't know. I got to draw the crap. I don't care. <laughs> How about Skyborg from Transformers? Uh, got me. No, no. I would say no because there's already a bunch of Seekers and and Starscream's the best anyway. No, I like Skywarp. <laughs> I, I say give him some time in the spotlight. Starscream's had his time. Thundercrackers had his time. Give Skywarp some time. How about Jitsu from Masters of the Universe? No clue. Uh, he does have a wicked goatee. Uh, yeah, this yeah, crown sure, fighting game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I say give him some time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about Admiral Akbar? Definitely. More time. I yeah. cannot get enough of that face. <laughs> how about uh, Ricondo? More time. Yep. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Like Sweet that. mustache. How about uh, Sideswipe from Transformers? Yeah, I always dug Sideswipe. Yeah. Cyclone from Masters of the Universe. I don't even know who that is. No, no, no. Not. I agree. No. <laughs> and then is he the one with one eye. No, no. that's Triclops. No, that's Triclops. Yeah. yeah. Cyclone it has like kind of hurricane type powers. He's like blue skin, yellow outfit. So he's like the he's red kind of, tornado of the human universe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Basically, yeah. But he's red tornado later. needs needs more time. But I don't know about Cyclone. But red no, tor- yeah. red tornadoes dress better. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, Cyclone's terrible. Ch- look it up. Look up Cyclone. He man, it's terrible. <laughs> um. Then we got. Tigra from the Thundercats. Definitely more. He's one of my. He's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. He always got the shaft. Yeah. No pun intended. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought it was Chitara that got the shaft. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> Let's not turn this into a Robert Atkins website. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So here's a word. moving on. So here's, yes. here's a word association. So just throw out the first word after these. Basically, he has a oh, whole. Let, let me do this one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say them, and you say the first thing that pops into your head. So. <laughs> Midnight snack. Tigra. <laughs> That's wrong on so many levels. <laughs> and I don't even know why. Anyone else have any? <laughs> oh. oh, wait, we're not on the last category? We're doing something new? Yeah, this is word association. Oh, okay. So so this is Midnight Snack. <laughs> 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 All 
Keep going. Keep going. All right. Favorite footwear? Shoes. Crockmaster. Crockmaster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Those fancy Crocs I've never heard of before. Right. Oh, I thought I thought he said Crotchmaster. <laughs> You're thinking of Tiger again. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. So we got flavor of soda. Coke Zero. Hmm. Well, it'd Diet. be Surge, but Surge, they don't make it anymore. My, my wife would want me to say Grape Shasta. Nice. L- lately, I've been mixing Mountain Dew with uh, Sierra Mist Cranberry, and it's amazing. <laughs> Plus, he's wired. So yeah. say sounds like it. <laughs> and I'm drawing six pages a day. <laughs> it's the best. Woo. I've done my commission list. <laughs> Wait, now, now, Robert is hey, the Hey, cran- don't get carried away now. That, I don't think any amount of Mountain <laughs> Dew. Let's keep it realistic, yeah. I know, right? Let's rein that in. Robert, is, is the Cranberry, uh, cranberry Sierra Mist, is that from Christmas? <laughs> they even still make it right now? I think it comes out like every once in a while. It's like he a... stockpiles. <laughs> I, mean, See, I, I thought it was a Thanksgiving to Christmas thing. He hits no. Costco big time. I think it is, but it, it, it's out right now, so I'm, I'm digging it. Okay, so this still word association. <laughs> 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 Doctor Emmett Brown. Hair. Um, <laughs> Great Scott. <laughs> All right, Sulu Bones Uhura. Whoa! Wait a minute. Uh... <laughs> Robert Atkins Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna say. <laughs> Solo oh. Calrissian Organa. Again. <laughs> uh, Shanna O'Hara. Or Shana O'Hara, however you want to pronounce it. Scarlet. What are you talking about? That's Scarlet. You know that, you, that, know that comic you, you know that comic you draw? <laughs> Are these supposed to confuse us? I'm not sure. I don't is, that, know. is that Scarlet with one or two T's? It, it's with two. <laughs> okay. So we got uh, King Randor. Um, I wish he was cooler. Yeah. I say I say Burger King because that's what he, he looks like the Burger. King. <laughs> uh, the film Cloverfield. Never, Never saw, saw it. it. Never yeah. saw it. I thought it was all right. Not great, but not bad. Nothing that um, makes me puke. I don't watch. AM Ritual. <laughs> you don't want to know. Uh, what? <laughs> There's a lot of butt scratching. Right. <laughs> the last thing you check before bed. My butt scratching. <laughs> my butt. Mine's my alarm clock, so. Yeah, it's pretty make sure, good. Make sure it's set. Um, Twizzlers. Red vines are better. Oh, okay. First car. This is a good one. 85 Mazda 626. <laughs> nice. Something with wheels. <laughs> uh, I think I had a 1978 Buick something. It was a be- it was a beater, man. It was a I was huge a, old I had beater. a Blazer. I can't. Nice. I, can't. I had a Dodge Aries. That thing fell apart constantly. <laughs> I found out what certain parts of cars did by what broke on mine. Um, <laughs> mine got stolen. <laughs> what? Mine got stolen the morning of my graduation. Oh, wow. Oh. College. Suck. And my dad was in the hospital at the time, and I was going to drive home with it like that same day. So I had to like rent a truck so I could carry home a TV and a VCR. Oh, man. And they gave me like one of those 18-foot-long trucks because that's all they had. 
Oh, jeez. So I'm driving an 18-foot-long truck, and I've got, like, a VCR and a TV in the back. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, dream, dream car. 87 Buick Grand National. Nice. I'll see, this goes into my fantasy vehicle thing, so I can't answer that. Okay. Mm, I would say, shoot. Just like a '60s muscle car, like I'm not. There's like three or four I really like. Yeah. If I'm going real car, it would be a uh, Stingray. Yeah, that's. Oh mine. yeah, those are pretty yeah, awesome. That's mine. Um, Ferris Bueller, again word association. So Ferris. Say Ferris. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, what was her name? Mia Sarah. Yes. Uh, best childhood memory. Man, you can go on forever with that. Oh, that goes back to Phoebe Cates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'd have to think about it for a while. Okay. We, we'll circle back to some of these later one on. Of, my, one of my best childhood memories is that uh, I, I used to have a, I used to do a paper out with my brothers. And so we would take, you know, you can take uh, rubber bands and kind of link them up together. So it mm-hmm. makes like a little chain, right? Yeah. And so we, we had this awesome treehouse in our backyard that was three stories tall that my dad built for us and so uh were your neighbors were your neighbors the cleavers where, where the hell did you live <laughs> <laughs> had a paper route in a treehouse <laughs> yeah okay so anyway so we <laughs> so we thought what we could do is link up enough um rubber bands to make a bungee cord so we could bungee jump off the top of this thing <laughs> story of our treehouse so <laughs> so we spent like one of them week- survived <laughs> that's how my youngest brother died no we uh so we had uh we, we so we spent like a week and a half linking up like rows and rows of these uh rubber bands so that they were like two and then four and then eight deep like so it was like if we spent all this all this time making this huge cord and then we finally thought it was long enough and we ran up to the third story of the thing and we were all tying it off, and we're like, all right, who's going to go first? And me and my older brother were like, I don't know, man. We could totally die on this. Let's go get Richard. So we ran down and grabbed, <laughs> grabbed my younger brother, Richard, and drug him up to the top. And he was like, whoa, what are you guys doing? We're like, we're totally going to bungee jump off this thing. He's like, really? That's amazing. And as like I was talking to Richard, I was distracting him, and David started tying the, <laughs> the cord to the bottom. I was like, he's like, no, whoa. And he starts freaking out. And he's like, no, we're, you're gonna, I'm going to die. We're like, come on. You'll be all right. He like, tried out on something else, like a log or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah, we, I guess we could do that. We could do that. <laughs> and so, I guess we could do that. All right. That's probably an okay idea. So we ran back down and grabbed a log that was uh, maybe about the size of a loaf of bread. I mean, not even that big. And we ran it up, tied it off, and we're all looking over the edge, and we throw it off the top. And it just goes, thud. No bounce. Nothing. <laughs> just, like, hits the ground and sinks into the, into the dirt. And we were like, <laughs> we just started screaming because we just realized like how close to death we were. It didn't bounce or anything. It was just like thunk. My favorite thing about all that too is that Robert's parents at no time like tried to stop their kids yeah. from doing those things because there were so many kids. They were just like, well, if we lose a couple of them, it's okay. Oh yeah, I mean it's. I mean you don't get as much we'll of make a, more. A tax deduction, but it, yeah, they're a dime a dozen. All right, so we got, uh, again, Word Association, Weatherman, and you said the career, not the Nicolas Cage movie. Rick Tamlin. Ron Burgundy. I can't remember the guy's name in in Nashville. They had a guy that would throw chalk up in the air and catch it in his pocket. Nice. At the end of the weather report because they still had a chalkboard. 
And he would throw it up and go, and that's the weather by George. Catch it in his pocket. And he would catch it in his like coat jacket pocket. Nashville Nashville also had the snowbird. Did they have snowbird when you were there? Yes, Yes. snowbird. I think they still have it, don't they? I think they do. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say liar for weatherman because in, in Cleveland, they never get it right. I'm sorry, they don't. <laughs> There's a we've got our weatherman here. His name is Gus Gordon, and uh, everybody just calls him Gus Gordon, and he like, hates it. <laughs> he hates it with a passion. The poor guy. <laughs> um. So uh, he also has a ghost rider on a motorcycle. Okay. Good for him. Word that, association. That, that second that second Ghost Rider movie is friggin' amazing. Spiritually <laughs> <Hardly> amazing. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Is that is that on your sequel? Is that on your sequel list? <laughs> no, because I just realized it. It should be. That movie was great. <laughs> so I'll Have say. Have you seen it? <laughs> no. No, I haven't seen it. No. Oh. Take, take 90 minutes out of your life and do it. It's great. Will I get those 90 minutes back? <laughs> no, but be well spent. All I can tell you is, beyond the motorcycle, when he jumps on the pickup or the big truck, and it becomes a flaming truck. Oh, oh so awesome! <laughs> I've heard it's I can't, horrible. I can't tell if you're joking. <laughs> yeah, I no, I'm not. It, it, it was hilarious. I mean, hilarious and awesome at the same time. Like it was. I've seen it three or four <laughs> times now. I totally, yeah. I've it it may be added to my list here. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> it's crazy. Those, those people have no soul because Ghost Rider took it. So. <laughs> All right, so the next word association is <laughs> Ghost Rider, as in the Phantom X-19. I don't even know. I, I love the scarf. I'll, I'll, say the, I'll, I'll say the pattern is full. Um, no Top Gun reference there? Anyone? No. Oh, okay. Um, transform, uh, and then the last one was Transformers Alt Mode of Choice. Building. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? <laughs> I'll say uh, I'll say jets. Anytime there was, especially Autobot jet. Anytime I saw an Autobot that turned into something that flew, I, as especially as a kid, I was all over that. So yeah, I agree. I'd be a Megaton jet. is a or Megaton. Megatron is a gun. Yeah, oh, that's Megaton. Cool. Megaton is a gun. <laughs> Mega, <laughs> worst, Megaton. It's on my comic book list. Megaton <laughs> man. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was those were all from Chad Leavenworth. He says, "Hope hope these were fun, fellas." So then I uh, got another email. Yo, start. Oh wait, with, hey, real quick, yeah. the quick the GI Joes. I think I would just pick up would be like Low Light, okay. <laughs> probably Firefly, and okay. like uh, Mainframe. Okay. Possibly Flash. And the Barry Allen one, right? <laughs> yes, and uh, <laughs> Wally, no Wally West. And Roadblock, probably Roadblock. Those would be it. Okay, cool. Which version of Roadblock? I was going to ask. Ver- yeah, version two. The one I draw or the... Oh, and the white pants? No, no, no. The Yo, well, the one with the green jacket. That's The, the one like. green vested one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I want to get those multiple colors in there. Gotcha. That's it. All right. So we got a email. Uh, Yo, Star Joes. So I was just listening to episode 28, the G.I. Joe movie commentary. Holy cow. And he says, I have a couple of questions. You guys claim that Lieutenant Falcon had a cooler voice actor than Flint. I was just wondering, do you honestly still think Don Johnson is cooler than Bill Ratner? (laughs) That's a great question. He goes, I'm on board with, yeah, not so much. You may have to get Detective James Crockett on an episode to settle this one. And then his second question is, Lieutenant Falcon and a working girl apparently hooked up 
and made Anastasia Steele. Does this mean that Fifty Shades of Grey is now part of the Star Joe's universe? Uh, No. He says, one of these questions was serious and the other was not. I'll leave it to the musical chairs ensemble to figure out which, uh, which is which. He says, anyways, keep up the good work. The, the wide variety of episodes lately has been great. And that's Dan, codename Eagle Eye. When, when Don Johnson contacts you about using, well, did he have a sideshow figure? Is there a, There's a Falcon, right? <laughs> right. Like when he contacts you to use a figure to use in his one-man show, then yes, he would probably win. But Right. Yeah. I think I think Ratner wins it this, yeah. these days. Yeah, Ratner wins it these days. Um, so we got some uh, com- or some email message from Lee Aaron on Facebook. Uh, she said, uh, "Just finished listening to episode 141 with a sing along with Jem. Just proves I did watch <laughs> the show a bit too much because I knew all the words. I can't believe that in the Jem movie there has been no mention of synergy. She was the the one. Uh, she was one of the cooler things about the cartoon." and save their butts on many occasions. I agree. Yeah. Uh, she also says, listening to episode 143, all I have to say is suck it up, Chuck. I just turned 43 on the 18th. Really, 40 is nothing. It is all It is all just a state of mind. Enjoy it. Chuck was feeling down about turning 40. So, um, She also said, just a thought you might find kind of cool. I was able to chat with Michael Bell this weekend at ECCC. For just a couple of minutes since he was uh, going to lunch, he's a super nice uh, guy and very genuine. Uh, I said thank you from his latchkey kid who grew up and was entertained by you and others through my childhood till my parents got home. He said thanks for watching and that many adults around my age come up and say the same thing to him. He also said he was happy to to help keep us out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he said what was uh, she said what was kind of ironic. Uh, I happened to be wearing my G.I. Joe shirt at the time, which he noticed, and I had forgotten I was wearing. This interaction was one of the highlights for me. Man, that sounds fun. That's yeah. cool. Nice. She said she also, uh, she said, I, th- I figured you'd also appreciate that she said I, I met Susan Eisenberg, who was also lovely when I was able to chat with her. Her portrayal of Wonder Woman is still my favorite, and that cartoon uh, series helped me get through college by giving me time away from my super academic books and a chance of to decompress, which I also told her and she thought was kind of cool to hear. Oh, the feels that came the last few hours of ECCC. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. And, uh, one, I'm like, I'm, I'm going back and watching through all the, the justice league cartoons now, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, got two more messages from Facebook. Uh, one was from Thomas Brown. He said, Star Joes, I just listened to the JoeCon episode. It was awesome, of course. So I wanted to let you guys know about a voice actor YouTube channel. It's called the VO Buzz Weekly. Uh, they have great interviews, and the, the production quality is really nice. Bill Ratner, Paul, uh, Rob Paulson, and many others have been on their show. The voice actors go into detail about their lives, work, and the business. It is really cool and interesting if you guys ever want to check it out. Thanks for the awesome podcast. I really enjoy listening, especially to the G.I. Joe animated episodes. Uh, take care. That was cool. And then we got... That, that, yeah, That reminds me. We, um, I've been talking with Paul Eiding um, quite a bit because we went to a show together. And he, he did the voice of per- Perceptor on yeah. the Transformers. Yeah. And and a few other kind of you know bit characters that came on and off of G.I. Joe and Transformers. And so anytime we can get him on, like yeah, he's, he's awesome. definitely ready and, and happy to come on. So he's Very a cool, cool guy. 
Very cool. Yeah, we'll definitely have him on. And then also Larry Kenny, right, is the voice of Lionel. Yes, Lionel. And so yeah. I've been in touch with him too, and he's he just, he wants to come on. So. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. All right, Shannon, you and I need to jump off because apparently they got better people to talk to. <laughs> no, not tonight. I'm just saying sometime. Well, you never know. They may be hanging around waiting for you to call That's with bated breath. I always felt like that underside. God, I hope wheel. I get it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you felt like what, Shannon? I'm that undersized spare wheel that you have in the trunk that you only use when you absolutely have to. Oh, the one you didn't draw? Oh, snap! <laughs> I'm sorry, it was right there. I had... they, didn't, they didn't drop, I don't understand. Is that a testicle joke? <sighs> no. I'm going to see you in Baltimore. I know you are. <laughs> All right, so the last... I hope you e- like black meat. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty. They'll be showing up at my hotel oh, yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the, the last message we got uh, on Facebook was uh, listening to... This was from Michael Fezzik Sedinary, and he's actually someone that gave us one of our top fives tonight, I think. Um, so he said, listening to the newest episode, the con one, talking about Chuck Norris in G.I. Joe. He says, when I got the newest figure of Monkey Wrench... <laughs> I had taken his jacket off and gave him one of my random swords and had him sitting on my desk at work. I was asked by at least five different guys, where did I get the Chuck Norris figure from? <laughs> That's awesome. Was that an Otacon figure then? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's the only one I know where he has a sword. Yeah. He says, I uh, had to fight the urge to buy a stack of them and make some money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then lastly, we did get three voicemails. I'm going to play them here for us. So, um, this is the first one. I think this one's pretty short if I remember it right. Chuck, 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 Chuck. So that was that. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened. So someone's and, a real big Chuck's player. not here to respond, unfortunately. I know. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. So Chuck couldn't be here tonight, but, you know, hopefully we'll get him on some point in the future uh, if he decides to come back on. Um, but, yeah, evidently someone's a huge fan of Chuck and just decided <laughs> to call and, and do that chance. So, all right. So this one's a little bit longer than the last one. <laughs> just to let you know. Does it go, Ryan, Ryan, no. Ryan? No, <laughs> Hi, Star Girls. This is Brian. Hey, man, on the forums. I was calling with just a few questions for you guys. One is, when are we going to get an episode where you do an in-depth review of Gem and the Holograms number one? Come on, Ryan. We're waiting for this. We're expecting more from you. Secondly, I know that sometimes people think that reboot is a bad word, but with the news coming out that IDW will be canceling its line of G.I. Joe comics. How would you feel about them doing a reboot of the Joe comic line and going back to an earlier point in Joe history and then just kind of going forward again? And thirdly, can you get me a copy of the G.I. Joe Real American Hero 212 uh, Joe Con exclusive Gentleman the Holograms Colt Slither cover i'd really like to pick that up thanks guys bye 
All right. So first, I didn't hear this voicemail until after JoeCon, so I'm sorry I wasn't able to pick up the the copy of the G.I. Joe with Jem and uh, Cold Slither for you. Um, I do have a copy, but I'm not giving mine up. So no, if you, if you have a <laughs> if we have a problem finding it, like just leaving on eBay or something like that, then let us know because I do know the guy, the retailer who had those made, and so okay. we can at least acquire one for you and get it to you. But I think you probably should be able to find it just on eBay or something. Yeah, I think I found one the other day for like twenty, and it was selling at the con for ten, so it's not too far off from what it was selling at the con it's not yeah I, I can i can inquire and see if they're still you know if they have a box of them you know like we can probably still get it for 10 if they've still got some left okay. but i can find out so brian reach out to me directly just send like yeah. an email or something like that and we'll see if I'll, i can either let you know one way or the other if if we're able to find that um what do you guys think about i mean obviously they're, they're not re they're not eliminating uh the real american hero uh, but they did get rid of IDW. Did get rid of the IDW continuity of GI Joe. What do you guys think about if they decided to do a reboot of that continuity? Well, I think at this point they probably need to. But I just don't think they should. And we've talked about it before. I just don't think they should try and reinvent it. I think it needs to be, uh, you know, like something, you know, that references back to the classic stuff, but is uh, just a more, man, just a little more modern in, in content, but not necessarily like changing up you know, the the uniforms or costumes or like the goals of GI Joe. Like yeah. they they've seem like they're trying to reinvent it, and there's no nobody wants to read that. Yeah, I'm sure. going to respectfully remain silent because I've voiced my frustration <laughs> about what IDW has done with the license, and so I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay, John hates the artwork. Okay. <laughs> it's all a bunch of crap right um and as far as the in-depth review of gem and the holograms that's that's still coming so <laughs> i have read cool. is- i have read issue two and it's it's still good i haven't gone beyond that yet but i i, I like issue one and two so, so I, i'm Man, gonna so i'm gonna jump on Sandman's question what do you what did you think of the movie trailer um i thought it was crap i yeah. i think i think they took uh, it's gem uh, and I've heard this said already, but it's gem and the holograms in name only. Um, they basically turned it into a Hannah Montana movie. And, and this is John Chu directing, correct? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. believe so. So yeah, it just it it. I mean, they did, didn't get any feedback from the creators of Gem. Uh, Christy Marks, I know she was happy to try to contribute, but she said she was never contacted, and. Um, yeah, I just think that they took away the sci-fi element of it. I don't have a problem with the fact of what they were doing as far as making it younger, uh, you know, making it younger teen girls and that she gets discovered by YouTube. I don't have a problem with that. What the thing I have a problem with is that they took away some of the things that made it gem as far as, like I said, the, there's the sci-fi elements with Synergy. There's, um, you, you, it doesn't look like they have the misfits at all in it. Um, they don't have, they, they change the gender of the record, uh, person, the, um, person that runs the record label. I mean, it makes sense to, to, in some respects to keep Jem older because, uh, Eric, uh, was it Jerrica? She was the owner of a record label. She inherited that from her father and 
so to take to make her a young teenager, that's kind of weird too. But like I said, I could kind of live with that if they kept some of the sci-fi elements and some of the, you know, bring the misfits in stuff like that. But yeah, I, I think it's like I said, it seems like it's a different version of a Hannah Montana movie. I mean, that's what it seems like. So I know they've come out and tried to defend it, saying, "Well, you, we didn't show everything in the trailer." And it's like, yeah, well, you, if there were things that would have appealed to a fan of the property, you should have shown some of those elements in the trailer. That's the point of a trailer is to entice people to come and see it. So, well, as so, as someone who has not seen the trailer, is Molly Ringwald in it? Uh, I think the trailer. So okay, I need to go watch it then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just I don't think it looks good. So I actually was planning on going to see it until I saw that trailer. <laughs> I was like, no. Wow. So it totally changed your yeah. whole opinion. Yeah. yeah. It, it really completely changed my opinion of it. So it it's probably a good movie for little teenage girls to go see. I mean, that like I said, it's like a Hannah Montana movie. So. All right. So then we had one last voicemail. Let me go ahead and play that here. Yo, star bitches. This is Draconis. Congrats on 150 episodes couple of things. One, where do you want the gem designed My Little Pony that I uh, sent you pics of to be delivered to? Two, when's the next episode for the uh, G.I. Joe pod- episode podcast? And three, this one's for Ryan. Any news on when your story, the Thundercast season two story that was supposed to be on the uh, Thundercast side? site is supposed to be up later all so i didn't know i was doing a story <laughs> for the thundercats no i think uh I, I think he mixed you and me up robert so <laughs> yeah um the, yeah there was just a kind of a slight delay on on the production like how we're gonna do that but um that should be starting up here pretty soon again so Uh, we've been working with Dan Norton, who is the show's producer and art director. Uh, and we have all of his scripts and notes that were approved for the second season and his ideas for episodes that hadn't been approved yet. So we finally got all that information in. And what I'm doing for that is I'm just kind of doing like a full page illustration, like a cover or a splash page for each episode and maybe a couple little panels just to hit key beats. Um, so it's not going to be anything animated or full comic or anything like that, but there'll just be, all, we're compiling all that information. It'll be presented like an episodic uh, from month to month. Uh, I don't know when that'll kick up, but as soon as it does, we'll definitely announce it. So I was just announcing that the project was happening, but we certainly don't know when yet. But that's how it's all getting put together. And when you want that story from me, let me know. Yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then as far as the the figure that he made, the My Little Pony gem, it was hilarious when I saw it. It's like... Um, so just send me an email uh, at the Star Joe's podcast at gmail.com and uh, I'll I'll give you an address that you can send that to. Um, I I didn't know he really was going to send it, but if you're really going to send it, sure. We'll, we'll take it. Um, and then... Become the mascot of the show. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, and then what was the other thing he asked about? Um he was asking about the G.I. Joe, maybe the cartoon. Oh, reviews. yeah. So the cartoon reviews. So those will be coming back. Um, I know that we've already kind of talked about, I know I've talked with John, and um, obviously you guys are welcome to join as well, that we're going to do a tr- uh, tribute episode for Herb Trimp, uh, Trimpy and uh, and also for Earl Norum. 
uh, would probably do it together because unfortunately they were both really great artists and really important to the Star Joe's universe. So I uh, want to do a, a tribute episode for them. Um, I don't know if that'll be episode 151 or 152, but it'll probably be somewhere soon. And then after that, I'm I'm pretty much open. I have things I want to do at some point in the future uh, with with you guys and everything else. But as I know everyone loves those animated episodes, so I'm all for jumping on and doing those again uh, in the in the near future if you guys are up for it. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm always up for it. So let me know. Awesome. All right, so you guys ready to do top fives now, finally, <laughs> after all of that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, so what we're doing is we had some suggestions that came from listeners uh, back in January, and I compiled them and kind of dissected a few of them because I felt like they'd make better top fives split up in different ways. Um, and some of them are directly from listeners the way they had them because I thought they were they were awesome, unique suggestions. Uh, we're going to go through as many of these as we can. I don't know if we're going to get through all of them, but uh, does anyone have a favorite category one that you wanted to, to start with? Any any ones that jumped out to you that you're like, we? I definitely want to do? Uh, let's do, well, let's do um, just the comic book ones first. So DC Marvel, then we can do the, kind of the way you had it. So DC Marvel, writers, artists, and then the movie, the movie related stuff. We'll okay. do vehicles last. Okay. Oh boo! <laughs> we could do. I don't care. I was just a suggestion. Do you want to do vehicles, John? Are you that passionate? Let's do vehicles first because that was fun. All right, all right, let's I do it. Fun with that. All right, all right. So and then, and then we'll get into the comic stuff. Sounds good. Cool. Um, so this one actually came from uh, Michael Fezzik Sedinary, and uh, who we had just heard from, and it was top five fantasy vehicles. And I sent it out to the guys saying, I'm assuming he means he's including sci-fi and, and fiction, any type of fictional vehicle uh, in with fantasy vehicles. So it's however you wanted to interpret fantasy vehicles. So I assume that's how you guys took it. So Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, Robert, since you got kicked off last time, <laughs> <laughs> why don't we start with okay. you with your number five? All right, my number five is from the Cowboy Bebop anime, the Swordfish. So, if you're not in character, Spike has like a little starfighter type uh, spaceship that they have a larger ship that they kind of go around and do all their adventures in, but he's kind of like a galactic bounty hunter. So, uh, he hops into his little swordfish. It's a red, like, uh, Kind of like I said, a Starfighter type ship, and uh, it's just I love the design. It's super cool, huge engine in the back, and um, just cool like fold out X wing and like between X wing and Tie Fighter wings, and uh, it's just cool. I, I did the show, and that's a cool design, vehicle design. Cool. I have never seen that show. I've heard great things about it, but I've never seen it. It's a very good. It really holds up. It was created way back in the '80s, but it really holds up. Cool. All right, uh, John, why don't you go ahead since you were excited about this one. So I, I want to preface all my top fives by saying I, I made a conscious effort to stay away from properties that we traditionally discuss as best I could. Okay. Uh, oh, okay because cool. I want to I, I want to prove that I know more than just uh, a little <laughs> finite area of what we talk about. <laughs> even though I know I usually talk about GI Joe, there are a few other things I'm into. So my number five is the Cylon Raider from the original run of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, nice. Cool. One of my favorite toys as a kid. Uh, you opened up the wings and the missile. Unfortunately, I did not have the little red missiles that shot out because the 
other poor kid uh, choked on it, and that was the end of that. But uh, yeah, the Cylon <laughs> Raider is such a cool. It was one of my favorite ships. So that was that was my number five. That's cool. I thought you were going to say I wanted to show that I knew more than what I normally talk about. So my number five was the Mobat. Rolling <laughs> <laughs> Thunder. Yeah, no. That, uh, the bridge layer. The bridge layer. <laughs> yeah, it was such a great. Like I said, such a cool ship. And, and yeah, that is yeah. cool. It, I know. I, I liked it too. I, I loved that show growing up. So um, doesn't hold up as well, but it still has nostalgia for me. So, um, Shannon, what was your number five for fantasy vehicles? Well, I have honorable mentions. Should I mention those first and then go to five? Um, we'll save the honorable mentions for. Let's after. do those after. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I because I have some honorable mentions as well. So okay, I'm gonna get wrapped in the mouth in the mouth for this. I I went the other way that John went. I went totally stereotypical since I thought my theme thing. Had Falling flat. So I went, I, went, I went with the trusted goodies. So number five for me is actually the the TV version of the Batmobile. Oh, nice. The, the classic 60s one. The only thing I like about that show. <sighs> Wait, how is that different? How is that? I thought you were going to only talk about, I thought when you say you're only going to talk about what we know about, it's the things, these 80s properties. <laughs> oh, what? I was just, I, you didn't? Right. Have, no, no you, that's cool. No, that's good. I like well, what I, I didn't watch it until the 80s. Right. <laughs> really? I, I find oh, that hard I'm to believe. Lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. Back off. Yeah. Beans. yeah, I'm not a fan of Adam West Batman, but I do love the car. Uh, so the, the car chicks is pretty sweet. The, the chicks dig the car. I was waiting for somebody to say it, yes. <laughs> Wrong version, though. I know, I know. And bad movie. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if I was going to pick a favorite Batmobile, it would be the Michael Keaton one. Yeah, that's my favorite, but I do I do like the one from the 60s show. It's a good one. Yeah. So, all right, so my uh, number five was Kit from Knight Rider. Nice. Ah, it yeah, does more than just jump puddles. Yeah, it does more than jump puddles. I like the idea of a car that can drive me anywhere, and I can just kind of sleep, or we can... It's bulletproof. It runs through walls. It, you know, it, it's sarcastic. Right, right. It's Siri. So you have arrived at your destination. So, so yeah, Kit was awesome. So, uh, so that's my number five. Uh, Robert, your number. Car? You didn't have car. No, I did not have car. <laughs> He's in my honorable mention. I love car because he just had that voice. Right. Yes. Car and uh, Goliath. Oh, <laughs> God! Now I think of these things. <laughs> All right, Robert, you're number four. My number four is the Black Voltron Lion. Oh, nice! Hmm. So uh, you could fly through space in that thing. You could like do just about anything, and it's a gigantic lion. Can you imagine like just going to the store, like parking it, <laughs> popping out? Be like, yeah, that's mine. Yeah. <laughs> anyways that's it that's it man because <laughs> i want a gigantic black robotic lion to go to the store <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't want the the blue lion so you could be the princess so <laughs> <sighs> no <laughs> what he really wanted was the hot pink lion but they don't make it <laughs> right <laughs> all right john you're number no, four uh we're not going to talk so- about what appendage that was <laughs> wow. wow! So, uh, the next DC song about that. 
so uh, getting back on the subject here, um, yeah. So stick, sticking with the '70s theme, my number four, I guess early '80s, is the uh, Starfighter from Buck Rogers in the 25th Century. Nice. Uh, that is a cool that ship, ship and especially when Aaron Gray flew it. But uh, sure. but yeah, that ship. And <laughs> I had Gray a can fly anything I, she wants. Yeah, she can. <laughs> uh, she still can. But uh, but no, that especially the the Corgi made i believe it was corgi yeah, made yeah. Uh, the little die cast of that yeah. i had one of those as a kid i love that thing and it is, it just, is cool it is looking cool ship so yeah the buck roger Starfighter. nice sweet all right shannon you're number four man john's putting me to shame it's like i don't <laughs> want to follow him up um we'll have you go first next time <laughs> yeah uh, mine's actually the yellow submarine oh that's cool wow <laughs> it's big yeah well, when I was a kid, you know, I saw the cartoon, and I, you know, granted, my my dad played the Beatles music and everything, but that would to me it was just a cool cartoon, and I love the the ship because it had it was basically you know it had all the stuff I could do. It had a boxing glove that came out and punched people. It would smile, you know. So I thought that was really cool. Nice, so absolutely, I with that. very cool. Uh, my number four is the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Well chosen. Uh, very cool. Surprised it's not higher for you. Uh, it, it was, but then things kind of moved around a little bit. So, <laughs> but so, uh, I, I would always choose the DeLorean from the the second movie though, because then you yeah. can just power it by garbage. Oh, fusion, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Fusion, yeah, and then you got uh, you can fly. You don't have to you worry about traffic. Fly, yeah. yeah. So not not Brett's version, no. John, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. The the, uh, the owner of the Virginia Con has a, a DeLorean that does not work. Uh, uh, he uh, yeah, it's yeah. So. <laughs> so, all right, uh, Robert, you're number three. All right, number three is the Thunder Tank. Nice. So, I just yeah. always loved the design of it. I thought it was super cool, and yeah, another big reason. Big fist pounding and everything. That means got a thing for cats, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the theme. That's very weird. <laughs> Funny you should mention that because my number two is. <laughs> uh, all right, John, you're number three. So I, I'm jumping out of the '70s uh, TV show theme. My number three is the. Uh, I've gushed about this movie the last time we talked. It's the uh, Mega Force Enforcer, nice. which is the. Uh, which is the uh, dune buggy drag car type vehicle from Megaforce. Uh, one of the coolest die cast I ever had as a kid. And uh, yeah, Megaforce Enforcer. You, you got some That's big... actually my honorable mention. Nice. Yeah. You got some uh, nice uh, compliments on Megaforce, by the way, on the group page. Uh, our buddy Chewy posted his. Absolutely. Shout out to Chewy because, yeah, he, he's a fan, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. so that was very cool. All right, Shannon, you're number uh, three. Uh, the Judge Dredd Lawmaster. Oh, very cool. Oh, cool. Nice. That's nice. Got anything you want to say about it? or just? No, it's just a badass bike. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number three is the X-Wing from Star Wars. Um, just cool. Just seeing that with the astromech and droid and stuff like that and i was huge into top gun as a kid like loved the movie and everything else so to see spaceships that flew like planes and it was just it was cool so i like the x-wing so uh robert you're number two um all right well i was gonna say the (laughs) x-wing 
throw in. Damn it. I can throw in. It's like uh, not as cool cousin. I would say the the Star Lord's Milano in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. So I just love the design for for a new like sci-fi movie to come up with such a great starfighter yeah. design like i loved it so that was that was one of my favorite things about the movies so i'll say the milano from very cool I, I actually got the uh, lego set of it because i liked the look of the vehicle and everything else so yeah that's cool uh, but very cool john you're number two uh this movie got a lot a lot <laughs> yes, of love last night. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Love you too, brother. Uh, so this this movie got a lot of lot of love last time too. Uh, my number two is the uh, light cycle from Tron. Nice. Ah, very cool. Oh, well, yeah. Good. That's nice. Yeah, very. I well. definitely had a, a honorable mention for me too. That was way cool. Very cool. Uh, well, it's it's great in Tron, and, and it's cool in the uh, in the remake. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just a such a great look. You know, sleek and, and yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yes cool it was, so, and it and it made for a fun video game too. So, yeah, yeah. very cool. Shannon, you're number two. I have a tie, and I'm going to get punched in the mouth for this. <laughs> uh, Battleship Yamamoto from Battle, uh, Star Blazers. Oh, very cool. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Tied with the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Man, you, so you, punched, you won't get punched. So, in the does mouth that take for place that. for one of your one, or do you just have two for number two? No, I just, I just had two for number two because number one okay. to me is number one. But right, the thing is, is a lot of the stuff that that's on my list is pre Star Wars. Okay, just because you know when you're a kid and whatever you see first, that's like the biggest impact on you. Sure. You know, it's Absolutely. like and, and no matter what comes after, as great as it is, there's that love for something. Sure. And I remember seeing Star Blazers. My brother. It was one of the few things my brother and I actually agreed on as kids. <laughs> um, so after school we would watch the cartoon and I just the wave motion gun just uh, I just thought it was the coolest thing going yeah that's um, awesome but then of course the Millennium Falcon you yeah because I was we were, I was watching the, the the original the other night and it just it still gives me goosebumps oh yeah yeah and plus I keep seeing those damn ads for that that put it together yourself die cast accurate Millennium Falcon thing. Have you uh, seen that? No, I haven't. You have to pay for it in installments. My wife, Melissa, even looked it up. She's like, I was going to get it for you, but it's like $15,000 or something stupid. Holy crap. No, I'm kidding. It's not that much, <laughs> but, but it is. It's like it, it's really expensive, but you put the thing together yourself, and apparently it, it's accurate like down to the hallways and panels on the wall. Oh, and, oh man. So, I yeah, this up. And it lights we, up. We so. need to stop for a minute because... Shannon just called his wife by her name. Oh. <laughs> is that okay? You been drinking? <laughs> I've never heard him call, never heard him call her Melissa in my life. I'm I'm stunned. What does he normally call her? Like woman or? He calls her Mel. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he called her Sauce Boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow. I would just like to point out she's taking crop as well. <laughs> I'm gonna get my ass kicked at Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So my number two was the Serenity from Firefly. Ah, uh, very cool. And uh, you know, Leaf on the Wind, and it, I mean, it's basically you know you can live in it. Uh, I I love the smuggler type ships where it's like that's your home basically. And traveling through space, it was it was just mm-hmm. a, it was a cool ass design too. I mean, it's just a really neat yeah. neat looking thing. So, 
Cool. So your um, number one, Robert. All right. So I actually got that mixed up. My number two is going to be the Serenity. My number one was the X-Wing. But since you took both of those, <laughs> I'll, I'll drop back to one of my uh, honorable mentions and say the USS Enterprise from the next generation. Okay. So, nice. And it's not that I'm like a crazy Trekkie fan. No. Right. But, it's, uh, but as a kid, like that design I always thought was cool. So I, I think actually, I'm trying to think growing up, I... No. Yeah, I, I'm sure I saw Star Wars before I saw like Next Gen, but I don't know if like I think seeing Star Wars Next or Star Trek Next Generation I think had a a bigger impact on me as a kid that I can remember, and I grew an appreciation for Star Wars later. Then okay. I like Star Wars way better than Star Trek now, but as a kid I think because I associate it with family and stuff I. I think sure. I, I enjoyed that better. But anyway, so, the, yeah, the USS Enterprise from D, I guess it is, from the next gen. Cool. Uh, that was going to be my question. I couldn't remember which one that is. So. Yeah, it's okay. D. Yeah, cool. All right, John, you're number one. Well, you've oohed and awed the rest of them, so it might be kind of a letdown, but the <laughs> uh, the 66 Batmobile is my number one. Okay. Um, I love that vehicle, and, and it was funny from a Star Joes-related standpoint when the original – went on auction at Barrett Jackson a few years ago. Chuck and I were texting each other while it was on the auction block and the original that was in the sh- like the primary car in the show that Barris had built went for 4. Point something million. Wow. Holy and, cow. You know, they they expected it to go for like maybe 3 or 400,000 cuz there are other versions and they've made, you know, they've built replicates of it, but the, the original, yeah, the original, the primary car that was in the you know, most shots went for four and a half million to a guy in Arizona. And it was awesome when, when they asked him what he was going to do with it, he said, I'm going to build, um, I'm going to build, I'm going to open up my living room and basically build a, an addition to put the Batmobile in his living room. Nice. So, oh man! Anyway, he, didn't say I just, I just, he didn't say he was going to build well, a cave he, around it. He, well, he yeah, he, the guy is worth more than you know any of us can probably imagine based on what he does. But because I looked him up to see what his story was after he got interviewed when when he was on Barrett Jackson. But yeah, that car. Um, as a kid watching that show, that was just one of my favorites. And and that and it's an old you know Futura that they doctored up. And so anyway, yeah, '66 Batmobile. Nice. Wait, you, you were giving Man, me that, a hard time about it, weren't you? No, I did I not think at all. Was. Oh, okay. yeah. All I, I said was, I, no, you, one of your earlier ones, I thought you you were going to start talking about uh, G.I. Joe-specific things or something, but I don't oh, know. God, no. <laughs> I love that car. You could... <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. I think that's the, that's the only one John mentioned that I didn't have to Google to yeah. find out what it was. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, Shannon, you're, you're number one. Okay, so this goes back to my thing about pre-Star Wars. Sure. And sticking with cars, the Mach 5. Ah, oh. oh, very cool. Oh. Good thinking, man. Because when I was a kid, that was the coolest car I had ever seen. I was just like, that's the car I want when I grow up. I'm going to drive that around and pick up groceries. <laughs> in the Mach, nice. in the Mach 5. Park next to Robert's lump, uh, yeah, the lion. lion. <laughs> well, I, I remember as a kid, like you know, everybody had Hot Wheels. You know, I mean, uh, big wheels. Right. Remember, you know, the duct tape and everything. Yeah. I used to make like a little fake control panel to go in the center of my big wheel, so I could like have the buttons to push and. So nice. yeah, that was that was the car for me. Nice. And that's why I hate the movie so much. <laughs> I heard oh. that movie's pretty oh. bad. Yeah. 
Shining. No, that movie is great. That movie uh-huh. is no underappreciated. Okay. Maybe it hit me in the right spot because it's so much more about family than the rest of it. I, I oh, it hits. oh, into it. We watch it. My honorable mention in now. Well, well, I can give you my number one first. Yeah, let's get your number one. <laughs> oh, Unless you want to just ignore me, Shannon, it's okay. <laughs> so, John, anyway, I was talking to this guy. <laughs> so, I, I mean, you almost could skip me because I don't think anyone's going to be surprised by my number one, which is it's the Millennium Falcon. Uh, it's it's the ship. Just like you were talking about, Shannon, like the thing that hits you when you're young and it leaves the yeah. impression, that's what it was for me. Um, there's a video, and I don't know if it was an actual commercial, but I remember seeing a video of like at Christmas time, like this wife uh, has a present for her husband, and he has to go outside, and there's the Millennium Falcon, and he gets on it and flies away. And I'm like, that that would be the greatest <laughs> ever. So you're saying you want to leave your wife? Right. <laughs> I don't say he never came back. He yeah. just took it around the block, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's if my wife could arrange for the Millennium Falcon, come pick me up, take me for a ride, and then bring me back home. That would be amazing. Did Did anybody see the sideshow Millennium Falcon they're making? Yes. Yes. Keith Knudsen's getting one. Oh my god! The, the thing is like the, the size the of figures? a of a coffee table. Where is he going to put this thing? <laughs> well, I don't know, but he's getting the figures, and he's going to get the he's going to get the cockpit oh. to go with him. Yeah. He, the figures put, coming this week, apparently, or the next I few weeks. I do want the Chewbacca figure, though. I'll have yeah. to ask him about that one. Yeah, it looks it looks awesome. So, it looks huge. All right, Shannon, your uh, your honorable mentions that you had. Well, one of them was the Megaforce. Okay. Plug it. Okay. The other one, the other one, and this is my guilty pleasure is is Airwolf. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, nice. Airwolf's on my uh, honorable mention list. So. Okay. Yeah, that that was a cool ass looking helicopter. Hell yeah, it was. So. Now wait, so that, those are your only two? Well, I you know I could have been here all day, but yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I was gonna say the only one I'm surprised you didn't mention is the ship from Space 1999. Oh fuck! Now you mention it. <laughs> That's the Eagle One. The Eagle One. Because I kept waiting for you to say that one. I was like, when's he gonna say it? When's he gonna say Space 1999? Right, well, I did the list what today, and I was like racking my brain. The Eagle One. Eagle One from what? Space, Space 1999. 1999. All right, let me yeah. check this out. So, uh, John, did you have any honorable mention ones? I did. I had I had three. Uh, okay. One is uh, is Star Wars related, the Snowspeeder. Okay. Um, the, Which I always uh, thought the, looked like the, the James Bond ship. Yeah, it does. Well, it does kind of. Yeah, maybe that's why I like it so much. I as I was my yeah. Um, the the Lotus from James Bond um, that, that we talked about almost made my list. Nice. The submersible Lotus, yeah. and then the one, the one that is most grounded in reality, but I love it, the Bandit Trans Am. Nice. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> that would qualify. Yeah, because it's not like fantasy vehicle, but it's yeah. just a movie it, it, vehicle. I don't, but. I don't own one, so it could be my fantasy to own it, other than the '87. <laughs> And John, it's okay. Shows, I, I, have, I have one that's like very realist, real world. Also, that was on my honorable mention, which was the A Team van. So it's very yeah. So yeah. Right so there. I could have put the Captain America van then. Sure. It was your, <laughs> your yeah, list. Motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> with the, Is it the Captain America van or the I've motorcycle thrown it into with the three GI Joe comics, and no one has mentioned it. <laughs> um. So my other honorable mentions were the land speeder in Star Wars, the speeder nice. bike, um, the ADAT, because <laughs> that would just be awesome to, to walk around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, two other ones I had was uh, the TARDIS from Doctor Who. Yeah. 
uh, and the the ship from the last Starfighter. Oh yeah, mm. so cool. Yeah. So. All right. So. What about Robert? Robert, no, we, any top five or uh, I'm sorry, honorable mentions. No, I, we've basically we've already talked them all, so we can move on. But I mean, it was like the DeLorean and and the Batmobiles and light cycles, that kind of stuff. So we can move on. Nice. All right, so are we jumping into DC comic stuff, or we do want yeah. to do the writers and artists first, or what do we want to do? Either one, it's fine with me. Do you guys have a preference, Shannon? Or- just do heroes. I would start heroes? with heroes. All right, we'll start with heroes. Shannon, do you want to start since so you don't have to follow John? <laughs> <laughs> well, number five for me is actually Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, it, again, that goes back to when I was a kid, you know, and I think my first experiences were Super Friends and then, of course, followed up by the TV show. And I think it's one of those things where it's, whether you want to admit it or not, it, those things affect how you see people or, or how you define people and my mom was always a very strong woman she never let anybody push her around and so I think that's why I related to the character so much nice um, and so I, I appreciated that and and I, I love the fact that there was a woman was like hey, you ain't gonna do that and she pop you one <laughs> just kind of like my mom and my wife <laughs> very cool <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go next, and I'm gonna say my number five is Batman, uh, and pretty much every version of him, uh, whether it's Bruce Wayne, Dick Grayson, I even like the DC One Million uh, Batman. Uh, it's just cool concept, cool origin story, even though it's super dark, but it has to be dark. Uh, whole environment that you know the world he lives in and everything else, all of his supporting characters, which you're gonna hear a few of those on my list too. But, but, uh, Batman was just, I mean, he's just cool. It's hard to not be, to gravitate towards him. It it makes sense that this day and age, people like Batman more than Superman, at least most people do. So, um, yeah. So the dark Knight is my number five, uh, John, I thought about putting John last and then you would still have to follow him, Shannon, (laughs) 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 but I'm going to, I'm going to have John go next. (laughs) Sure. So my number five is the, uh, vigilante Adrian chase. Oh, nice. Um, Wow. I, I, yeah, you know, look, look, I, I don't know. I really don't know DC that well. I've I've never read a whole lot of it, but, uh, but I love that figure design or that character design i did read vigilante in the 80s cool. and um and i know there's yeah so anyway um he's my number five very cool love that. I love hey, that it, costume. yeah it's a very cool costume and these are i mean these are our personal top five so it's whatever you were Absolutely. close to and whatever you liked so it's it's awesome yeah it is a very cool design was, um, perez? was that perez that yeah you? i think so yeah. yes i believe so too yeah um robert your number five of DC heroes. Um, Catman. No, really. Uh, actually, he's a bad guy. No, I'm joking. Um, the I, I think what I, I wanted to... I obviously really dig Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman a lot, you know, but I, so I was going to take but a I top five. I wanted to go with that, a theme. <laughs> yeah. That, That's I, my I wanted shit. to go with, uh, I wanted to go with a five that wasn't <laughs> those three. Um, so, like, those three are kind of my honorable mentions. So my number five is Martian Manhunter. Oh, very cool. So, cool. um... I, I always dug that he had just such a, you know, he had all, you know, a lot Oreos. of the same same powers, <laughs> and <laughs> and 
also, you know, just the telepathy that he's always been part of the Justice League, and so I just think he's always kind of underappreciated, but I dig him a lot. Very cool. All right, Shannon, you're, you're number four. Uh, kind of playing off what Robert and John were talking about, when I was a kid, it was the characters that I enjoyed drawing the most. Okay. So a lot of it's dictated by that. And so when I was a kid, one of my favorite characters was Green Arrow. Oh, nice. And I, uh, I just yeah. love drawing the costume. And I spent so many hours trying to get that damn hat right. <laughs> so, That's tough. So, but anyway, and I also had the Mego figure. Oh, cool. Or the Mego. Or Mego, Mego. yeah. Mego. Um, the but I love that action figure. I just thought it was... It was an action figure. <laughs> you had to try to sneak that. <laughs> so anyway, so All right, cool. Green Arrow. Awesome. Well, uh, my number four is Robin. Uh, I said I liked R- Batman's supporting characters a little bit more than I like Batman. Well, Robin's up there for me, especially Tim Drake. To me, Tim Drake was is the best Robin character. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had his own series for 180-some issues. Um, I like Jason Todd when he was Robin, but he's kind of a dick <laughs> and I like Dick Grayson, but he'll be mentioned a little bit later. Um, but he's kind of a Jason. He's kind of a Jason. <laughs> um, I like Damian Wayne. I didn't like him at first. I thought he was uh, annoying at first, but the character, yeah, really, character really grew on me. Um, and I even liked when Stephanie Brown was Robin. So, but like I said, if I if I had to narrow it down, Tim Drake is by far my favorite Robin. I liked his costume design. I liked his his story of how he became Robin. You know, he basically Batman didn't want any more Robins, and he had to convince Batman that he needed a Robin. And he was a great detective. It was just, just a very cool character that they they developed with Tim Drake. So, all right, John, you're number four. Sure, my number four is Blackhawk. Oh, very cool. So, you know, Blackhawk is a World War II era character. Um, you know, there's you know, Will Eisner was involved in his creation. You know, there's some debate as to who did what, but uh, you know, Blackhawk led a team of pilots of all different types of nationalities, and uh, yeah, you know, and then uh, Chaykin did a uh, a run in the '80s of him, and then of course, uh, Star Joe's alum Mike Costa ended up writing a a Blackhawks book that had nothing to do with the original series <laughs> uh, when the new 52 first premiered. I gave it a shot. And, yeah, it was a good book. I liked the, it. The, I enjoyed it, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I just always liked that, you know, that, that feel in those series. So yeah, yeah. Um, Blackhawk, uh, number, my number four. I bought all eight issues of that Blackhawk series. I did as well. And I liked all of it. So, um, all right. Uh, Robert, you're number four. Um, Let's see. My number four is Booster Gold. Nice. So I always dug his uh, the team up with uh, him and um, Blue Beetle. But I, I was first introduced to Booster Gold through the Death of Superman story arc. Because I hadn't been reading DC at all before that. And so I was like, who's this guy? And I just kind of liked his personality and, and the look of his costume. And then since, as I read more and more about him, I liked him even more. Like, I love just how uh, he's just... <laughs> he does his best to be a good superhero at the same time it's not always like uh noble you know his his reasons yeah. for being a superhero like i, I <laughs> almost love how, never noble <laughs> I, know, exactly. I just love how real that is like for every superman and captain america you have out there there's got to be a booster gold you know he's kind of yeah. doing it for kind of all the wrong reasons but he's still doing it so yeah. I, don't know. I i always like this character and the episode on justice league unlimited that spotlighted him cracked me up it's one of the funniest justice league unlimited uh 
shows it was. So that made me love him even more. Yeah. And I love the series that they did with him not right before uh, Flashpoint happened, where it was basically he had to be the hero that saved the multiverse, but no one could ever know. That yeah, that was the hero. best. He's like traveling because he always loves the accolades, you know, like that's right. what he's about. And, the, and he's kind of so prideful about it. But that made him kind of get to, uh, you know, why are you doing this in the first place? So I, yeah, I, I, I read that series a lot. And I like that yeah. one too. Very cool. Shannon, you're number three. Uh Again, it goes back to the characters that you drew the most as a kid, so it would be the Flash. Nice. And proper Flash, like Barry Allen Flash. Well, there's other <laughs> Flashes that are proper. He's <laughs> not talking about all those fake, fake, fake Flashes. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are people that like the World War One helmet kind of thing going on. But... Gotcha. So. Okay. Uh, for my number three, it's Dick Grayson because he's such a Jason or whatever we said earlier. <laughs> now, uh, Dick Grayson, I liked. I the reason why he's kind of separated from the Robin group uh, for me is because I liked him in every version he's been. I liked him when he was Robin. I liked him when he was Nick, Nightwing. When he's Batman, I like the Agent of Spiral uh, series that's going on right now by Tom King. Um, Dick Grayson's just a, if he's in a book, I'll, I'll at least give it a try. It's uh, loved it when he led the Teen Titans. Um, just just an awesome character. So, uh, John, you're number three. So my number three has cool. some uh, Star Joe's history to it too. Um, it's Blue Devil. Oh, cool. and uh, I way back in Ryan, you may not remember this, but way back when we first talked on the old form way back forms rest in peace to the to them um we traded figures and and you sent me a legends or dc something blue devil classic yeah Yeah, dc classic uh i love this character i've i love the design i think the story has always been fun uh gary cone actually lives here in richmond now and has come to several of the local shows and got to talk to him a few years ago or a couple years, I guess about a year ago now. And he told me all about the pitch and how they tried to get Ditko to do the design work. And so anyway, um, just a, a fun character and a fun story. The original run, I've not read any of the new stuff in new 52, but, uh, yeah, blue devil. Very cool. Number three. Very cool. Robert, you're number three. Uh, number three is Adam strange. Oh, cool. So he's kind of that uh, Flash Gordon in space type uh, character. Uh, so kind of teleporting between worlds, you know, and I, I just love jetpacks, you know, just the idea of like Rocketeer, like jetpacks. Yeah. Um, so the look of his character, kind of just the design. And I think I first read him. I mean, I and I wasn't a fan of like classic stories or anything. It was more, uh, I, I think I was first introduced to him, like uh, Pascal Ferry did an Adam Strange, you know, miniseries, and then he showed up in, like, the Rand Thanagar War yeah. uh, crossover, and I really yeah. loved that that series, too. So then I was just a, a big fan of him. So. Yeah, that eight-issue miniseries is really how I even started liking the character, uh, because yeah. that eight-issue miniseries was just amazing. Um, yeah, it was really, really well done, well-drawn, well-told, yeah. and yep. just, I love the design of his character more than anything. Yeah. All right, uh, Shannon, you're number two. Uh, actually, this is the one that goes out to TV, so it's Shazam. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. Growing up as a chubby little kid, uh, you always wish you could just say one word and suddenly be super heroic and muscular and beat everybody's ass, but right. uh, it doesn't happen <laughs> in real life. 
So, I'm, but st- yeah, I'm still hoping I'm, for that. <laughs> I'm still wishing. <laughs> but no, I just I, when I was a kid, because the, the show was on, and I just kept waiting for some creepy old guy to pick me up in a Winnebago. <laughs> oh, man. Stranger danger. Like, how did that? <laughs> Shannon would go up to just random vans and be like, you want to take me? <laughs> Do you want to take me? Do you have a disco ball? He was looking for ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> Who wasn't? Nice. <laughs> It's a little ankle boost. All right, so my number two was The Flash. And uh, the I love Barry Allen, but my favorite Flash is Wally West. Um, and I know when I watched the Super Friends, that was, I believe that was Barry Allen in the Super Friends. Yeah. Um, so I, I still have a love for Barry Allen, but the most Flash that I've read in my life has been the Wally West comic books, yeah. and uh, which is why I gravitate towards him. But I was, I, as a kid, I was... I was the fast kid. You know, I was I was the one that would race for everything. So So what happened? So then I stopped running and then I got fat and <laughs> <laughs> See, I skipped that part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I cut out the metal man. I did too. <laughs> so uh yeah. So but no, I used to be a buck 45 soaking wet. So <laughs> um but yeah, it's just a fast character, and then you, when you read the comics, you find out he's a lot more than that. And I really loved what they did with him in the uh, New Fifty Two, where it's like not only did he could he do stuff fast, but he could problem solve fast. Uh, he could he could think of different scenarios and what what would happen if I did this and what would happen if I did that. So I really liked that. Nothing beats having a wardrobe and a ring. Oh yeah, that's awesome. So. Uh, John, your number two. My number two is Sergeant Rock. Nice. I uh, I obviously got into comics through GI Joe, and then got you know, started buying more and more and more, and I started getting into the old war books from DC, and uh, I just yeah I I don't know I mean Rock and Easy Company were, were easily my favorite. You know, from the World War II perspective, and uh, you know, he has had a, a legacy for a long time. And they brought him back in the new, well, they brought his grand great grandson, whatever it was, back in the New Fifty Two. And I tried that too, but uh, but no, the original, you know, Frank Rock yeah. is uh, is my number two. Plus, you got Kubrick drawing him. There's yeah. just yeah, <laughs> yeah. So was very- it that run? I mean, was it it was the Kubrick run? Yes, and then later, you know. I, uh, you know, Billy Tucci did a mini series in the you know what oh nine something like that. Last Battalion is great, um, but uh, but yeah, no, I just I always loved the character. Had a really bad toy series in the eighties, if some of you remember that. <laughs> um, I actually still have him somewhere, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so very cool. All right, Robert, your number two. Uh, my number two is uh, uh, Hal Jordan Green Lantern. Nice. So, um, yeah, definitely one of my favorites. His character is what got me into reading DC Comics again. Like, uh, I read some in, like, late 80s, 90s, and then I was off for a long time. And it was when Jeff Johns took it over. Very cool. With uh, Green Lantern Rebirth and the whole five years of solid Green Lantern stories were just some of the best DC Comics coming out. And I just absolutely love the character from that. Yeah. Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. (laughs) <laughs> I, I thought you would approve yeah 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 <laughs> all right shannon you're number one well you know uh robert stole my thunder um so i'm gonna have to, 
going to have to pick somebody else really quick. No, you don't have to pick someone else. Oh, it was going to be Green Lantern, but I'll, I'll pick someone else. Well, I'm, uh, not, I'm not picking someone else, so. <laughs> so <you can>. Crypto. <laughs> Crypto. Super chimp. Um, <laughs> no, it, keeping with what Robert said, since he, since he already mentioned Lantern, which was going to be my number one, but I'll go with Adam, only because if we're talking about what got us back into comics or, or put us on the comic road, it was sort of the Adam that got me back into comics. Oh, nice. And Gil Kane's run, that four-issue miniseries, just blew me away. And that was when I decided, yeah, this is what I want to do. Um, and I still love that series. I still love the artwork on it. And it's funny because I can't stand that character in any other version. <laughs> <laughs> but I really I really loved that miniseries. So. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I don't really care that Robert said it. So my number one is Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. <laughs> um, That's three. You get three. Yeah, no shock. Yeah, because I mean, no one would be is shocked by this. But the thing is, for me, it, and it goes to what uh, Shannon has mentioned all along through this episode, is like it's the thing that hit you when you were a kid. Yeah. And and I watched Super Friends as a kid. Yeah. And you had Hal Jordan there, and I just and when everyone else was loving Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and stuff like that. I was the kid that liked Green Lantern because I had a very active imagination. And I was like, holy crap, you mean I can put a ring on and create anything that my mind can think of? That was like the coolest thing ever. And then when I got older and started realizing all the stuff of like willpower and uh, not having fear. And then later on, Jeff Johns turned that into overcoming fear. Like all those more cerebral things things behind Green Lantern made me like the character that much more. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I've been a Green Lantern fan since I was a little kid watching Super Friends. So, so do I get to say my, say my number one since mm-hmm. you jumped me or no, I didn't jump it's not you. Green Lantern. I didn't jump you. Yeah, you, didn't. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've lost track. Now. I was, I, I was know. after Shannon. I have him written down, so I won't forget. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so go ahead, John, you're number one. No. So my number one is Batman. And uh, I'll I'll tell you why. I mean, for cool character and and the thing that I the thing I like about Batman, especially from a DC perspective, is he can be everything to everybody. Yeah. And by that, you've got Batman Brave and the Bold, which is one of my favorite cartoons of all time. So it it, it introduces kids to Batman. You've got a, a Batman series currently. The Scott Snyder run has been really interesting. You've got a you've got Frank Miller and Dark Knight Batman. You know, you've got the the movie Batman. It's all the same character, but he's so yeah. And you've exactly you've got Adam West sixty six, my favorite vehicle. All these different versions of Batman can play to different audiences, but at the end, he's 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 still a he's a man. He's he doesn't have powers. He uses smarts. So I, I you know when I when I looked at this list and I said earlier it was hard for me to kind of put them together, that was not a hard one. Because you know it, it is he's such a he's an enduring character that that can be used in so many ways and be seen so many ways. I thought it was to me that was a no no brainer to put him number one. Nice, very cool, Robert. You're number one. He did that already. Did he? Uh, my number. No, I did my number two was Green Lantern. Oh, okay. My, my number one is uh, Nightwing. So. Again, kind of related to Batman. What I like about Batman is that um, 
I mean, Batman, I agree about everything John said. So I totally do love Batman. And he would have been on that list if I would have had the Trinity in there. But, um, but Nightwing, what I love about his character is, like a few of the other DC characters that are, it's like legacy-driven, that we've seen him grow up and become his own hero and become his own man. And, um, and then uh, also for, for all those similar reasons of Batman, like he's just a guy. You know what I mean? So he's out there with his own, you know, it's not like he's got superpowers, but he can hang with, you know, other characters from Teen Titans and, and the Titans and and he's respected among the universe that people know him. And, and uh, this is his, I love street level characters that are hopping on the tops and stuff. And so he's definitely up there. And Hoffman, uh, I, just, I always liked his, his <laughs> Hoffman Pfeffer. <laughs> you went Cylon again for a second there. Robert. All right. Well, I like his I like his costume. Nightwing's cool. <laughs> like his costume. Nightwing's cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so so we're doing our reviews in a five year old voice, is that it? <laughs> right. I think we're going to start inventing yeah. his top five. Is what I think is going to happen. <laughs> All right. So are we going to move on to DC? Or do we have any honorable mentions? Do you guys have any honorable mentions on from your list? No, I had I had uh, Shazam. I mean, we we could go forever on these, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We could do that all night. I just had three. I had uh, at Batgirl, uh, Black Canary, and uh, <laughs> I see and, a theme. <laughs> and Starman. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the the Jack Knight Starman. That was one of my favorite series that DC has ever done. So. Um, all right, so uh, do we want to go right into villains for DC, or do we want to do heroes for Marvel? Or Maybe what we could do to speed this up is um, if somebody else has mentioned your character, then we just move on. Okay. So we'll still do, we'll still do it round robin. Okay. But if, if your character's been previously mentioned, then you just say, yep, he was my number, whatever, and go. Okay. Unless you really have to say something about it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because we will be here all night if we do. This oh, I know. That yeah, way. yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go into DC villains. Then we'll we'll close out DC here. Um, so Robert, why don't you start us off with uh, with your number five? All right, uh, my number five is uh, is a uh, Clayface. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And, and I know it's a little kind of not a major villain, but just I, I, I don't think he's ever I, I don't know. Maybe you guys could suggest a, a title or a, a book, but I've never seen him done justice. I think he's a, a very powerful, cool character that has a, a lot of options. Uh, he's just but I just I would love to see a really, really great Clayface. I think the only place they ever did him right was on the yet. animated cartoon. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just so massive in the way he moves and it's like just as imaginative as he could be and he's like a, an actor he's like a creative performer so i'm like he's got to have good ideas of the different forms he could take and uh like his espionage you know he he can play act other people and even transform himself to look like other people i'm like man you could do so much with that but mm. anyway i just love the look of him in his monster form i love old monster you know type looks i'm like man there's so much possibility to draw this character it'd be, it'd be awesome cool um uh, Shannon, why don't you give us your number five? Well, like my heroes list, everything is related to what I saw as a kid. So a lot of it's from the Super Friends, Challenge of the Super Friends. Sure. So number five for me is Captain Cold. Nice. Uh, uh, cool. I loved that costume. <laughs> cool. I get it. And I, I love 
the guy I don't because uh, I'm not as smart as everybody else I don't remember actors voice actors and stuff but I love the voice yeah on the cartoon as well there was this kind of like snipey you know like yeah you know he had the, right. just that kind of weird thing going on with his voice but I love the look of the character and again Flash was one of my favorites and so the fact that he was always trying to battle the Flash and you know the fact that he could freeze the earth he put icicles on the earth in the opening <laughs> challenge of the Super Friends, so that that's pretty impressive. Nice, John. You're number five. Black Manta, only because the design is cool, and it was one of my favorite cosplays at Heroes this year. Very cool. Oh yeah, that was a really really good Black Manta. Yeah, it's a cool. It's a very cool design. So, um, and uh, uh, Shannon, the voice actor was Dick Ryal. R R Y A L was the voice of Captain Cold on the Challenge of the Super Friends. Did he do others? Because I, I love Ted Cassidy as, as Gorilla Grodd. Uh, or was it? Yeah, he was Gorilla Grodd, wasn't he? Uh, Ted let's, Cassidy. Let's see. Well, this uh, this voice actor did uh, Captain Cold and Abin Sur on the Super Friends. Mm. So I don't know what he did outside of the Super Friends, but yeah, that's no a problem. show for that. All right. Uh, let's see. My number. Let's see. We got. We went. Robert Shannon. Yeah, I guess it's me. Um, so my number five is Brainiac, and uh, in just about every version of Brainiac, like they've they've made him a robot, they've made him an alien, they've made him a centipede-looking thing in the New Fifty Two. They made him all. It, I love characters that out that do things typically that, that outsmart their villains and Brainiac is one of those or one of their hero the heroes that they're up against. So I like typically like a villain that the hero can't predict what they're about to do next. So um so Brainiac was definitely like that for Superman. And so am I the only person that's not bitter as hell that they refuse to do Brainiac in the films? No, I would love it if they did him in the films. Because it's like, how many versions of Lex Luthor do we need to see? Oh my God! Yeah. I mean, give me Brainiac. Yeah. Seriously. I agree. And I think I think it could be a good commentary on just how technology is becoming more and more part of our lives. Like you could so exactly that. Yeah. And, well, and and then the Avengers beat us with it with the with the Ultron thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Which well, I always I hate to say, it, but I always thought Ultron was just a half-assed Brainiac. Yeah, I agree. Well, and the thing is that uh, with Brainiac also, I love the version that they did of him in the Adventures of Superman cartoon that was done like in the, the Bruce Timm design. Yeah. And that plays into what Robert's talking about, where it was basically a, a robot, uh, you know, an AI. So. Yeah. All right, Robert, you're number four. Uh, number four is Doomsday. Um like he's, I mean, there's not a lot of complexity to the character, but again, one of the major impactful stories for when I was getting into comics was the death of Superman. So I just, that was epic to me, and I just, uh, I really, I really loved, I, I just loved it, the look of him, and um, yeah. So anyway, that was it, Doomsday. Very cool. Uh, Shannon, you're you're number four. Uh, mine goes back to an issue of Infinity Inc that Don Newton drew. Okay. And it was, I think the character was only in one panel of this issue, but it's Solomon Grundy. Oh, nice. And I fell Grundy, in love Grundy, with that Grundy, 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 Grundy. <laughs> it just, yeah. My only other experience with him before that was that Legion of Super Friends or whatever with uh, George Kennedy. Yeah. Playing Solomon Grundy. 
but there's just something about the character. I always found creepy. I always thought it was just like he's already dead. You know, it was my first zombie experience sort of thing going on with the character. You never forget your first, so. You never, yeah. So I just, (laughs) and I love the design of the character. And I I just think it's awesome. Very cool. Plus he's a hillbilly. (laughs) He is. Um, John, you're number four. Three words, kneel before Zod. Nice. Excellent. And nothing more than that? <laughs> Do you need to say any more? Terrence, no. Terrence Stamp did it all. <laughs> no, you really don't. So, All right, my number four is uh, Sinestro. Obviously, I love Green Lantern, and uh, what better foe than a, than a fellow, or previously fellow Green Lantern? Yeah. And, uh, just, I love the look of them. It's the one thing I thought they actually got right in the Green Lantern movie was yeah. the casting yeah. of Sinestro. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I agree completely. So, and, I, I, and I hope they bring him back. Yes, I would. If they're going to bother to do Green Lanterns, that he deserves another chance. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. He was perfect for that role. Oh yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, I mean, it's it's Sinestro. I and and I liked. Just about every version of them. Believe it or not, the one version I didn't really care for was the Super Friends version of them. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's a little too little too cartoony in that. <laughs> oh, oh, but the George Callis version from the uh, Legion of Super Friends you enjoyed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, uh, Robert, you're number three. All right, number three is uh, Cyborg Superman, which is kind of... Obviously, I have a theme here. Oh, wow. Purpose, but, um, the, the reason why is because, I mean, he had that initial run, you know, of the whole kind of Death of Superman storyline. But then where it went on and he came back in like the Sinestro Corps War mm-hmm. and how he was involved in that. And just his the complexity of his character really came through, especially in those later storylines. So that's and I just love the look of him. So I think that's awesome. Nice. Uh, Shannon, you're number three. Black Adam. Nice. I loved the fact that you had someone that had all the powers of Shazam and didn't give a shit about anybody but himself. <laughs> and that and, and the way they drew him, he had that like slick back hair yes. and, and the kind of like Vulcan ears and everything. I love the fact that he was just he was out to whatever. It was all about him. Yep. And here was, you know, it was always this Shazam had to fight the good fight and he had to protect everybody while this guy didn't care about anyone. Yep. And plus, he had the like the slick, cool version of the costume. You know, it was for me. It was like the the first time I had seen a character that was everything opposite of the good guy. Very you cool. know, it was the exact mirror image, the the evil mirror image of something. And yeah. I just that blew me away, and it stuck with me because I I think my first experience with him was actually a Viewmaster reel. Oh, nice! That, you know, one of those Viewmaster stories, and it yeah. was. The cap, the Marvel family against Black Adam, and it took four of them to bring him down. Right. And I was just like, this guy's a badass. So, nice. yeah. Very cool. Uh, John, your number three. So my number three is uh, really mixed from two versions: uh, Gene Hackman and Superpowers Armor, and that's uh, Lex Luthor. Nice. nice. Very nice. Yeah, it was, uh, I have. The uh, the superpower armor. I don't have to say much more than I just. No, yeah. no, you don't. no yeah, I just I, I love I. They're such disparate versions, but you know they're. Yeah. Uh, I always think about uh, Lex Luthor 
or Gene Hackman and G. Yeah. Mister Luthor, and then uh, and <laughs> the then Luthor. for some reason I think about that Heroes Against Hunger, where he's yes. in in he in the armor on that cover yeah, on and the poor cover, Superman's crying. Yep. Yeah, the malnourished kid. Oh my word! No, evil man. Yeah. That's just so. Yeah. Anyway, all right. But I, yeah, I bought the like one of the DC Classic two packs just because it had the uh, armored Lex Luthor from Super Friends era and stuff like that because it was just a, it was a cool design. Again, another Perez design. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's funny because he gets so much uh, crap for some of his costume designs. Like I know he got a lot of flack for the Nightwing. Yeah, the, the original Nightwing costume, disco collar Nightwing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like man. He hits it so many times with costume design. Yep. yep. And when he hits it, he hits it really strong. Yep. So. All right. Uh, my number three is Dark Side. So doesn't get much much more evil than a guy that has a whole planet where he just has his enslaved everybody. He creates demons, and his his planet is called Apocalypse. I mean. And the voice of Claw. Yes, I was going to say the voice of Dr. Claw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good you got it. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, just, uh, he, he's just a powerhouse. Um, and, you know, there's not much more that can be said about, about him other than that. So, uh, Robert, your number two. Uh, my number two is Lobo. Nice. Um, <laughs> he's not like a typical character that, that I. I know <laughs> he's not the typical character that I would like, but maybe it's because of that. It, I, I love his design. I love his attitude and um, the way he's been represented in, in various cartoons and TV shows. I've, I've I've really, you know, always liked that as well. So I actually haven't read a ton of old Lobo comics, but it's been more just the idea of him and and when he's shown up in other people's books and cartoons that I've really liked him. So. Nice, but yep. it's that old version, not the new Fifty Two version of Lobo, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I haven't even read anything with the with the new version. I just I, like the old one. I actually heard the the new one's pretty decent, so I don't know. But well, his and design, want, any kind of emo uh, looking or th- he's yeah, like just, and, he's just really thin. Yeah, it's like kind of younger looking and stuff. No. Um, I, I do want to get the the DC Classics version of him, but it's like two hundred bucks or something. Oh, it's, wow. like a, it's like a San Diego, you oh. know, exclusive oh, version yeah. from a few yeah. years he ago. He comes with his dog and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was like a bigger set, and I don't know, man. I, it's one I keep looking at, and I keep almost buying, but I don't. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, uh, Shannon, you're number two. So bouncing off of Black Adam, the second character I saw that was the perfect. Antithesis is it the right word? Yeah. The yeah. hero is Professor Zoom. Nice. Ah, cool. I loved the yellow costume. I just whenever I drew Flash, there was a Professor Zoom. Nice. They, they it was like they just went together. So that's one of the reasons I have such a hard time with the show, as great as it is, mm-hmm. and as close as they came, I'm like it couldn't give him a whole yellow costume you had to chimp out on the pants i mean i don't <laughs> like just come on man you're halfway there finish it <laughs> although i did hear rumors that they're supposed to have a zoom character in the next season also ah. yeah they're they're taking the stance that like Earbarton and professor zoom are two different oh really you know kind of versions of flash and that zoom is going to be a, more of a time traveling like yeah. specifically time traveling character. I don't know if he's a speedster, but yeah. there's just something because they did a flash sale on Comicsology, 
And when I see just the visual of that, like the red against the yellow like that, it yeah. just works for me. It just I, I'm like a little kid again. I get nice. all excited. Nice. All right, Who's doing John. a Coke ad? Who's doing like this? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm mixing my oh, Mountain Dew and Sierra Mist. I'm ready for another. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so John, you're number two. So my number two is also one of those characters that I think is, is uh, very uh, uh, pliable in terms of how they portray him, and that's the Joker. Nice. From Cesar oh, Romero yeah. to. Like that, that that you know the uh, super uh, you know the cartoon version to uh, Heath Ledger right now with Leto. Yeah, so he's one of those characters that's you know can be like silly and crazy looking and then like super evil and demonic and really really bad. So yeah, uh, Joker was my number two. Yeah, see, I was I was just talking about this in my blog the other day uh, because I did a just a Joker version. To me, it's like a classic version of the Joker, but he's he creeps me out more than any other comic book character ever. And it's just because that person could be out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just, he, he's just psychotic yep. and that's it. And you it, can't it reason just, with it. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there was some like, uh, the recent death in the family, um, you know, uh, Greg Capullo, you know, Scott Snyder yep. stuff with Joker where right. his face is like stapled on or tied on. I couldn't read some of those. I get too creeped out for that. I just literally, there was like a, an issue where he was like under somebody's bed. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm done. I just shut it, dropped the book. I was like, I didn't even finish that story. I never he read was, it. He was under uh, Commissioner Gordon's bed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I was so, I, that's the first time in my life that a, a comic book creeped me out so much that it made me stop reading the title. Like, even though I enjoyed it, I just stopped at that point. I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just go ahead and, and mention it. Joker is my number one. So like Robert was saying, like, yeah, I'll, I'll just throw it out there since you already uh, brought him up. But yeah, like I, I made a comment earlier saying like, I love the characters where the hero can't predict what the, what he's going to do next. Oh, yeah. He's the epitome of that. The Joker is like, one of my favorite villains of anything is because you can't, like you said, Robert, you can't reason with him. You can't predict what he's going to do. He's going to creep you the hell out. Yeah. That's what I like about him. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just so crazy. So, all right. Well, my number two is uh, the anti-monitor. Oh, cool. Uh, my favorite, my favorite uh, comic book story of all time is crisis on infinite earth. And, the antimatter was just such a threat, such he was very enigmatic for the longest time in the story. Like you didn't know who he was or what was going on, but you knew somebody bad was causing things. And then to your point, Robert, with uh, Cyborg Superman, then they bring the antimatter back for um, the Sinestro Corps War. Yes. And that was really cool. And now in Justice League, the the current Justice League title, they brought the antimatter back again. Um, and those stories are really cool. Yeah. It's like they're actually getting into some depth behind the character and everything. So, uh, as far as who he was and everything. So, and it, then the story's been amazing. So, um, so yeah, so my number two is the anti-monitor. Robert, you're number one. All right. My number one is Deathstroke, Slade, um, Slade Wilson. I think it's, again, uh, just street level type characters. I, I've always loved the look of his, of his costume. 
this was one that, again, I didn't read a ton of DC Comics in the 80s, but the Deathstroke, the Terminator book, I did read, and it was just, again, the look of it. Uh, when he showed up in the Titans and he just, like, kneecapped Kid Flash, I was like, what? You know, just... <laughs> I mean, he. Uh, I, I love it, and he, and I love that he's shown up in recent like Teen Titans cartoons, and that he's uh, still relevant. He's, he's. I love it when he shows up in like the DC animated movies, like the mm-hmm. recent, the recent ones. Um, he's just. I would. That's a book I would love to draw. Absolutely love to draw. Yeah. All right, uh, Shannon, you're number one. Mine's already been mentioned, but I'll I'll say okay. it again. Okay. I'll preach the name. Um, it's Sinestro. Nice. And. Uh, again, it goes back to the Black Adam thing. I think the thing that freaked me out the most about Sinestro, and I guess Black Adam in, in the same respect, is it was the good guy you thought you could trust, yeah. and then he goes bad. Yeah. And that's always been kind of a thing for me of, of you know, cops going bad or people that you're supposed to be able to trust, like you know, a relative that goes bad or something. I just that there's a fear that's instinctively built into that. Sure. Of that betrayal that betrayal of trust. That's that to me just hits really strong. That hits at home. Yeah. Plus he had this ring that didn't have the impurity. Right. You know? It's like, well why didn't you just grab his ring, man? Beat him up, take his ring. <laughs> you know, like, Which is almost what Guy Gardner did. <laughs> yeah. So and and then I love the cartoon version. I, unlike you, I, I loved him on the Challenge of the Super Friends. I wanted more of that. Yeah. And then when they did the Legion of Super Friends, and it was George Callis. Yeah. And they had that whole scene where Green Lantern does the the mantra or the the oath. The oath. And then he's like, "Oh, I I know one. Mary had a little lamb." And I was just, <laughs> I, even as a kid, I thought that was funny. As wrong as it was, I knew it was funny. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I I love him. Cool. John, who is your number one? So my number one was mentioned, but it's not the version that I like. It's Dark Side. Okay. And it's always cool that there's the you know the the, the New Gods version. Yeah. But I love Dark Side as the lunchroom lady in Tiny Titans. <laughs> it is the funniest. <laughs> Between being the lunchroom lady and the and the and like the janitor, and then he becomes the acting principal when when uh, <laughs> when Slade goes away. Tiny Titans, for those of you who have not read it, is one of the funniest books ever written. Art and Franco, those guys are geniuses and super sweet guys, just super cool. But yeah, uh, Dark Side Lunchroom Lady is my number one evil person. That's awesome. Uh, I already said my number one, which was the Joker, and I said all the reasons why. So, cool. uh, Anyone have any honorable mentions that you wanted to throw out there? Um, I, I think just honorable mentions like Batman has got to have one of the best rogues gallery. Oh yeah, uh, and but you've got Flash rogues too, and and those are awesome for a different reason. But um, yeah, I think I think uh, I think DC bad guys in general I like better than Marvel bad guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Marvel bad guys were a lot tougher for me to come up with than the DC ones were. Um, yeah. But like I I again just had like three honorable mentions, which was Vandal Savage. Uh, Ooh, that's good. Ray Shal Ghul. And uh, Scarecrow. I always liked Scarecrow. I I liked just the fact that his whole thing was to to scare people. That's what he lived for. That was his motivation. And again, it's hard to it's hard to negotiate against that. It's hard to work against that. So, any other honorable mentions you guys wanted to throw out before we jump to the next next topic? Okay. Nope. No. Okay. Does anyone need a break before we go on to the next topic? <laughs> I already took mine. Okay. All right, so we're going to do Marvel Heroes? Yep. Okay. 
All right, cool. John, why not? John, why don't you kick us off with your number five? My number five is the Marauder from Team America. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and the Marauder was basically a, an astral projection of all the, te- all the Team America team members who went out and did stuff. Super sweet design. You know, basically he's like snake eyes on a motorcycle. Uh-huh. And for those of you who haven't read <laughs> Team America, you're missing out. But yeah, so um, I, I, I love, yeah, I love Team America. And so yeah, the Marauder was number five. What? I don't, I'm not familiar with what Team America is besides like, are you talking about like the Marionette <laughs> no. movie? Like, no, no, America, no. This is not the Marionette. No, 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 no. Team, okay. you, you know, you've known Shane Simic for how long and you're not familiar with Team America? No, Team know, America was basically like a, a group of, of motorcycle stunt guys. And they went around the country doing these stunts, but it, apparently at some point they had this psychic bond, and they all put together. They created this other guy called the Marauder, who went out and, and did stuff and, and like you know conquered evil. And they, you know, I think they met up with Doc, Doctor Strange at one point. It's a oh, crazy book. I only ran like twelve issues. Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh, but I anyway, the, yeah, I didn't hear the bond getting hit by now. It was a, it's, <laughs> it's it's freaking all that great idea. <laughs> you well, you don't even want to know what some of the writers said that had to work on that. Um, yeah, they they yeah. But anyway, it's uh, but yeah, no, it's Team America, which was a Marvel book in the what eighty mm, eighty two, eighty three, somewhere yeah, in there, maybe the eighty two. It was like eighty two, um, and uh, it, it's awesome. It, <laughs> nice. I think it's awesome. Nice. So anyway. All right, uh, Robert, who's your number five? Number five is Nightcrawler from the X-Men. Uh, just awesome awesome costume design, cool power. I've always loved his dynamic with, with the other giant size X-Men characters. Um, yeah, so I think it's cool. Cool. All right, uh, my number five was Ghost Rider, uh, Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze. Uh, I started reading getting heavy into comics in the 90s well that was again going back to what shannon was saying earlier you you gravitate towards what you were exposed to early and ghost rider was in pretty much every title in the 90s um loved the midnight suns i wish they could bring that back uh i still have all my issues with the night stalkers and all that type of stuff but it all started with ghost rider um the second movie is pretty good yeah, yeah. John, John saying it's just pretty good. It's awesome. <laughs> you, say, you say so. Um, but I, it's that's the another guy, thing. Have you seen? Oh God! I, I think the guys that did Crank. If you saw, if you saw yeah. the movie Crank, I think it's the same guys that did Crank. Yeah, it's that kind of frenetic style. It, it is a crazy. <laughs> they were doing something when they made it. it yeah. Well, well, just. <laughs> I only saw the first. Awesome. Ghost, I only saw the first Ghost Rider movie, and much like I said about Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie, the one thing I think they got right in the Ghost Rider movie was the CG effects for Ghost Rider. I think that was done yeah. extremely well. The flaming head, the flaming skull. I thought that was done extremely, extremely well. Horrible casting for the character, but <laughs> but I thought the the special effects were amazing. So so yeah, Ghost Rider was my number five. Uh, Shannon, who is your number five? Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, I know he's kind of down on the list for a lot of people, but uh, my first experience and my favorite experience is still the cartoon. Okay. Um, which, which one? <laughs> the, 
Oh man, come on, seriously? <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I know, but I'm old. So even for old people, there's a couple. <laughs> oh, I'm going 68. Okay. So oh, I thought I, you were going the spider with the arrow. Amazing so, sense. What, oh, no. what 92, 93, something like oh, that. Man, really? <laughs> So anyway, Spider-Man, 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 Spider-Man. Joe Perry yeah. wrote that. Yeah. So, Spider-Man, no, radioactive Spider-Man. Yeah. No, oh, I'm gonna bitch slap both of you. <laughs> so when that was, was the longest-running Marvel cartoon ever. When I was a kid, the, in syndication, all you could get was the classic '60s version of Spider-Man, and that, and they showed it every day at 3 p.m. after school. I was home. That's what we watched. And it exposed me to all the cool Spider-Man characters, like all the cool villains, all the cool, you know. And for the longest time, I thought that's how you drew them, too. Everybody was like, you're forgetting all the webbing. I'm like, no, this is how it looks. You, know? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? You know. So, yeah. And, and I love that version of him. I love the fact that he can blink his eyes. <laughs> you don't see that in the comic book. <laughs> so it's like if, if I ever get the chance to draw Spider Man, I'm gonna be like, he's gonna blink his eyes. Right. <laughs> so. All right, John, you're number four. Uh my number four is Full Stag. Oh nice. Ah, so good. Big. Nice. I love it. He is big, he's got a sweet beard and mustache. He drinks like a fiend and he fights with a sword. Uh, he's a, you know, I, 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 yeah, I love him, and I think they missed the mark sword. in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they missed the mark in the movie. Yeah. Ray Stevenson, yeah, who was Firefly of all people, played him in the movies. They got it wrong. They needed some big burly, you know, they I don't know, like a big Keith, John Stone. They need uh, Keith Knudsen. I, you said it, not me. <laughs> yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody with that. Because uh, I just, I love, especially that Simonson design of Volstagg. Yeah. He's he's one of my favorites. Yeah, so he's my number four. I was just saying what you were thinking. <laughs> All right, Robert, you're number four. Uh, number four is Agent Venom. Um, so kind of the newer version of Vidim that was all soldiered out. Yeah. I, m- I remember when I first saw it, I was like, that's the stupidest idea I've ever seen. I remember not liking the concept when it first came out. And then, um, as I, as I read it though, I, I really loved it. I loved it. And the then they were speed. like, we'd like you to draw some of it. Yeah, and I was like, this is the best. Yeah. <laughs> now, it, that part, part of the fact is that I got to work on it made me think about the character more, certainly. Sure. Um, right. The, the complexity of Flash Thompson always wanting to be Spider-Man or envying Spider-Man and then you know, losing his legs by from being a soldier and, and yeah. going through that and then Venom being an opportunity for him to have Spider-Man-like powers also gain the use of his legs so he really you know, dearly wants this symbiote but then how it starts to change him and... and uh, he was obviously a hero. I think his character arc from when he was in high school through where he's at now and everything he's sacrificed and what the symbiote gives him and he's battling kind of the that evil nature of the symbiote. I just there was a lot of complexity there and I think um, I don't know. I kind of flew under the radar. I think for the most part, but I just I love the design and and the chance to work on it and mostly that character background. So I like that a lot. Very cool. Uh, well, my number four is one that Robert already mentioned, which is Nightcrawler, uh, for the same reasons, like the swashbucklings, like the, the design yeah. of the character, you know, it looks like a demon, but he's very religious. Um, just 
just very cool. Like he he looks like something a beast that's going to kill you, but he's like the kindest, gentlest of the X Men. Um, and at the same time, he's you know he, he swings around with a sword. I mean, that's just cool. I was going to say, yeah. no one mentions the pirate bit. I love the pirate. Bit. I love the pirate. Yeah. Stuff them, yeah. I think it's his attitude on the team and like how he changes the team when he's on it. Just the, yeah. min- the, the you know, just the attitude he brings to it is so cool. Well, he's always positive. Yeah. yeah. He's like he's yeah, like exactly. the, hope, the hope of the of the team. Yep. The embodiment of it. Yep. Uh, Shannon, you're number four. My number four is Captain America. Nice. And it runs the gambit from like the serious Captain America, the current film version of Captain America, to my favorite. The Red Brown version of Captain America with the band <laughs> and the fiberglass shield and the helmet. I love that's again. I was a kid that was like, if it had a TV movie or a cartoon, you were scoring points, and we were going ahead with it. And I loved those. It had TV a sweet movies. ass theme song too. Oh, it had a great theme song. I was watching it again the other night. I still love it. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> I know it was bad. I don't give a poot. I love it. So, anyway. Is that the one with the Italian uh, Red Skull? No. God, man. No, that's the... Seriously? Come on, dude. No, this is the one with the moose knuckle. Okay. Okay. That's that's how you describe that. No, Rep Brown had some serious moose knuckle. Have you ever seen seen the CBS? Look it up. Uh, Just look it up. Yeah. I, I what you want you. me to look up? Red brown moose knuckle. <laughs> I, I bet if you type it in, you will get a result. All right, I'm a little worried about this. But <laughs> might not be it's the gonna result. Go right on, it's gonna go right on your Facebook page. It probably uh, will. If, if you guys haven't seen that, if you guys haven't seen the CBS Captain Special. America movies, two of them, two of them, track them down. They are so funny. Oh, I have, I have. <laughs> They're them. awesome. Send you copies. Okay. Yeah, I have not seen them, so I know of oh, them, but I've never seen them, so. Oh, you're killing me. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Sh- Shannon, I saw him in right, first run, so, too, so make sure. Just a warning, do not <laughs> Google red-brown moose knuckle. <laughs> Did, you and, and, <laughs> Did you get a result? Did you get a result? Red-brown does not come up in that search, just <laughs> moose knuckle. <laughs> oh. So just a heads up. That's, your, that's your show title right there, Ryan. Right. Red, Red brown. brown moose knuckle, right? <laughs> but if you just Happy search, uh, <laughs> yeah. If you just search Red Brown, oh sure, yeah, you get you get you get what you're looking for. That's what you're looking. For. What if you just do moose knuckle? That I'm trying to avoid that. <laughs> but thanks, though. All right, so <laughs> moving on. So I, I like to maintain a quality level in the show. <laughs> right. So, uh, John, you're number three. My number three is Hawkeye, but that's only based on the 80s version. Clint Barton in the purple and blue like he should be sure. all the time. Yeah. I don't care how ridiculous the yeah. costume is. Uh, yeah, I love that, that miniseries that he had in the 80s. I love that cover of him shooting Ant-Man on the tip of an arrow. Yeah. And uh, and when he his run in <laughs> West Coast cool. Avengers. Like, Hawkeye's my number three. Cool. Nice. Uh, Robert, you're number three. Uh, Daredevil. Um, I, again, I love the street level characters. I, I love his costume and, and just the whole handicap aspect of him fighting past that and it actually, you know, helping him his abilities. Uh, 
the, the Netflix show is fantastic. I've watched through it four times with different people. It's, it's yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely amazing. So I I love it. It's everything about Daredevil I like. Very Even cool. the Rex Reed version. What do you think about What do you think about the Ben Affleck movie? Okay. Uh, I don't know. It, it could be better in certain spots, but I, you know, when it came out, like you mean, like from the first yeah, minute to the last, <laughs> much better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't. I watched the director's cut, and I think the director's cut's not too bad. Um, it's a lot better than the what went to the theater, but still it's better yeah. than director's cut yeah. of Electra. Did no, they make I, one of them? I was going to say. Plus, it gave us Electra. Yeah. Yeah. So Electra's a horrible, horrible movie. <laughs> as good as Catwoman. It's. Uh, I got. Oh, it's I got up there. I got through. It I got, is bad. It's very, very bad. I was say I got through Catwoman. I couldn't get through Electra. It was just Halle Berry. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. So my <laughs> my number three was already mentioned by uh, by Shannon, which was Captain America, <laughs> and it's it's a lot of the things that <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a lot of the well, things that you mentioned, like. Really, the movies. <laughs> really, the two mo- of them, right? <laughs> it's really the movies that have, have uh, that made the recent movies that have put him higher up on my list for me. Is because yeah. it's okay. it it really is a character that I identify the most with. Like he's the character that's just going to do the right thing because he feels it's the right thing to do. There's no other motivation behind it other than that. So. Um, well, it's, so, like, it's like that thing that's been going around, like the one panel out of the Daredevil thing that Frank Miller wrote. Yeah, yeah. With Captain America talking about like it's the flag and I protect the ideals and you know yeah. I, I I think that's the embodiment of him. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that just believes in these ideals and he's willing to sacrifice himself for it. Yeah. And, and he, he doesn't understand why other people won't. Right. And he and he'll say like it you know like you said he he goes for these ideals. And people might think he's naive and stupid because he does it, but he's like, I don't care because I'm Captain yeah. Frickin' America. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so well, he is. He's, a, he's the good guy next door. That's just, he's going to run into the burning house no matter right. what. Right. Oh, yeah. So, all right, Shannon, you're number three. I have a tie for three. Okay. It's Valkyrie and Yellow Jacket. Nice. And mm. again, it's because I love drawing those costumes, especially Yellow Jacket, which to me as a kid was just like, I love Ace Freely. Oh, look, there's a superhero dressed like Ace Freely. <laughs> <laughs> um, come on, it, it, seriously. It was, yeah. Yeah, so I love that. And then I just, I always liked Valkyrie. Again, it was that kind of Amazon Wonder Woman type character that was yeah. not going to be pushed around. And I just love the design of the costume. Did you get to read? Uh, it was was it Fearless? It was after Fear itself came out. They did like a twelve. I think it was a twelve no. issue run. It was called Fearless, and it focused on Valkyrie. No, I didn't get to see it. It was really good. It was really good. Um, let's see where are we in this? So, John, you're number two. So my number two, I, I can't remember if it's been mentioned. I don't think he has. Is Wolverine? No. Um, ah, very cool. And it's so I, I really go. I go back to Wolverine in the '80s, like the the Frank Miller Claremont miniseries, and then nice. where he first tied in with the ninjas and those kind of things. So I got all geeked when that second movie, came, The Wolverine, came out. Yeah. So that was you know I always liked him there. And then, wow, John read a 
comic, a modern comic. I read the entire run of Wolverine <laughs> and the X-Men thanks to the Chesterfield <laughs> County Public Library. And I really liked him in that, too. I, that was a yeah. fun characterization. Of him. So anyway, uh, I, while I'm still a brown and yellow uniform fan overall, uh, I think he, you know, he's obviously he's been successful in the comics. He's a great movie character. Definitely not what I would expect it with Hugh Jackman, but he's done a great job with him. But yeah, Wolverine is my number two. Cool. Only if he has a cigar. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, Robert, you're number two. Uh, number two is Cyclops. Uh, I always dig, me and Ryan, we both really dig the leader characters. Uh, so I've always liked Cyclops. I think he's always kind of portrayed as, uh, he's got like he's got a stick up his butt or something, but just, <laughs> which I think is kind of too bad. But um, I, I love, you know, 90s Chris Claremont, Jim Lee. Yeah. Um, you know, Cyclops is just the best. Uh, but I love when they really use his power. Like he, he was a master at that. Like he could yeah. and ricochet off of five things and nail something. And or when he just opened it up, it would just like to just, just completely blow everybody away. Just like you know, just wipe out everything in front of him. So I, I really like that. But uh, yeah, just the character, the costume, and uh, kind of. But I think he's kind of gotten. Uh, he got. He got the short stick in uh, in all the movies, and he's not portrayed as as I would like to see him portrayed very often. Yeah. You know, and and the uh, the first issue of, of X Men that I ever read was the uh, John Romita Jr. version, uh, where it was Cyclops and Jean Grey in a plane, and they go down, and he has to fight an octopus. Okay. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. that? It was yes. like from the Claremont run. Yeah. And I remember reading that and just thinking, this is the coolest character on the planet. <laughs> Because a guy has to like keep his sunglasses on, or he's going to blow off his girlfriend's face. Right. And I thought that was so damn cool. And the artwork, of course, was just awesome in it. But I, yeah. I get, I, I understand that he is a cool character that's gotten a bum rap and a poor treatment over the years. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, the, and there's the one issue of X Men Unlimited where it's like uh, it's Storm and Cyclops and Professor X. They crash into this. Oh, that one's so good. Yeah. Was, yeah. And it's and. Was did, it, did you know that 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 issue was drawn by Chris Piccolo? Did you know that? Yeah, I know. It blows it's like one of his, very, his early stuff, and it's a very different style. It's oh like yeah, go back and look at that. It was almost mimicking uh, Jim Lee at the time. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. My number two was uh, mentioned by Shannon, which is uh, Spider-Man. I mean, I grew up with um, Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. I didn't go back to the '60s, but I have seen those, I've seen those cartoons, but that's not what I grew up with. So. Um, but I, I love the nineties cartoon. I, um, have just recently gotten really, really into Spider-Man with the Spider-Verse story. I thought that was phenomenal. Um, so, and, and I love like much like Batman, I love so many different versions of Spider-Man. So I include in with that, like, uh, Spider-Man 2099 with, which is Miguel O'Hara, uh, Miles Morales, um, and I even like the, the spider girl characters that we're seeing, like with spider Gwen and Aranya and, uh, Mayday Parker, uh, that they did the amazing spider girl series with. So, um, so yeah, Spider-Man, it's my number two, uh, Shannon, your number two. Part of my number two plays into, I guess what you guys were talking about with Nightcrawler and I'm a big Dave Crockham fan. Okay. I think he, he's, he's one of those He's almost forgotten now, and I think that's a real shame. But one of my favorite character designs that he ever did was Jack of Hearts. And oh, cool. Very cool. I love that costume. It also takes about 20 hours to do a panel because of that costume. Yes. <laughs> but I just I love it, and I love the fact that he didn't shy away from the detail on it. Yeah. Um, 
I love the character. There was a miniseries, like a four-issue miniseries back in the 80s that they did of him, or maybe it was early night. I think it was the 80s. But I've, I've always gravitated toward that character. I just, I think it's one of the coolest costumes. And plus, it didn't hurt that he looked, you know, he had kind of like Paul Stanley, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park powers. Yeah. With like lasers coming out of his one tattooed eye, you know. Uh, but yeah, I just, I love the look of that character. And I, I really hate the fact that he hasn't been used very much, if at all, lately. Yeah, it was a cool design, very cool design for him. All right, uh, John, your number one. My number one's already been mentioned. It's Captain America, but I have another reason that he's my favorite. <laughs> Some of you may remember Stephen Barry's, which was one of the coolest clothing stores out you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago. And Stephen Barry's did a Marvel series of T-shirts, and my Cap T-shirt is one of my favorite T-shirts that I've ever owned. And it's sadly gone now, but um, I, I I love the idea of the character. I love uh, every version. I go back to Red Brown too. And uh, anyway, so Captain America is my number one. Nice, uh, Robert, you're number one. Uh, yeah, my number one is Captain America for all the same reasons. I what I love uh, I think about him too is that it's just kind of his sense of morality in that yeah. it's kind of considered being old fashioned, yep. you know now, but. But being chivalrous and being, you know, like the, the fact I love that they threw in the recent Avengers movie that he was like calling Tony out on his language. I'm like, yeah, man, that that's Captain America. That is and, Captain America. Um, yeah, I, I love that. So I love that yep. he's one of the kind of few characters that keeps that standard of uh, just class. morals and ethics and class. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a classy guy. Yeah. The amazing thing with him, too, going to what you're saying, uh, Robert, is like everyone thinks he's old fashioned outdated yet his ways of doing things still work. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Uh, my number one was mentioned by, by Robert, uh, which was Cyclops. Uh, Cyclops is my favorite Marvel character. Um, he, to me, he's the second best tactical leader next to Captain America, but I know they should play that up more. Yeah. The reason, the reason why I think, He's almost a better leader, though, is because he has a he has a tar- harder thing to overcome, which is his people are, you know, hated and feared. Where Captain America, right. the Avengers are loved by everybody, yeah. so it's tougher for him to lead his people when he has to deal with tactically arranging these battles plus deal with the public. Um, so yeah. I, yeah, he's the Boy Scout, and he got, he has that deadpan humor sometimes and everything, but. That's okay. I like the Boy Scout type character. I like the one that does the right thing because he's supposed to do the right thing. Um, you know, they're playing him up. They've played him up as a villain a lot recently um, because, you know, he sacrificed a lot. But when you think about why he did it, he did it to save his his species. Um, so, you know. I, he's, he's, he's a character that has a lot of weight on his shoulders. Oh, so, yeah. You know, just from that, that racism issue or whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah, and I love what they've done with them recently where they in all new X-Men they brought the younger version in, so you get two yeah. you get those two versions going of them, which has just been a lot of fun to read. So so yeah, so I think I, I think uh, one of you talking about him strategically too is one of the things I love the most of the ultimate X-Men is when Jean goes into his head and they and she's like, What's this? all of a sudden and there's this enormous battle going on between like these yeah. aliens and in this huge city, double page spread cityscape scene where crap's blowing up and there's this huge war. He goes, oh, this is what I kind of do in my free time. I stage these yeah. enormous battles and have to strategically 
like work my way out of it and that and yeah. that's what he does like right. I, I He's, he's always on. He's always yeah. yes. thinking, and he doesn't to, have the he doesn't have the luxury of relaxing. Right, yeah. and and to your point, Shannon, too, the thing I love about him too is he's a much like a lot of Marvel characters. He's a flawed character. He yeah. can't exist without his sunglasses or his visor. Or he's going to kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, it, just all those reasons. That's why I like him uh, as my favorite Marvel character, let alone Marvel hero. So, Shannon, you're number one. And kind of, and, oh, sorry, real quick, and kind of one of one of my, Son I of gotta up. say this. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. One of my biggest beefs with, um, with with his portrayal recently is that he was completely like a wanted criminal, ostracized for killing Professor Xavier. And I get it, that's bad. But he was, he was like, he wasn't in control. He was the feet. He was like, right. he took the, the last ice cream. I get it. I get it. You know. Well, he, so he had the Phoenix Force in him, right? Like, yeah. Jean Grey destroyed a planet, and she's come back, and people have accepted her since then. You know, it's like he can't—he killed one man, and I get it. That was wrong. Don't do that. But, you know, you have uh, Scarlet Witch who said no more mutants, and, like, thousands of mutants dead, were dead because they were flying at the time or yep. they are underwater at the time or whatever, you know. Yep. And she's back on the Avengers, and everybody thinks she, they're palling around with her. But, like, she, so she's not a wanted criminal or completely hated by everybody? You know, it's... I hate. I it drives me crazy Ooh. how consequences uh, aren't Ooh. consistent. It just depends on. Um, it depends on who's writing it at the time. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. Okay. Wow, oh. man. <laughs> and and for Robert's next therapy session. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I really, I really had to get anger that management. Much that's been driving me crazy. <laughs> okay. All right, you're number one, Shannon. So we're we're going to go to commercial break now and <laughs> take a moment. I need an intervention. <laughs> Seriously. Let Robert breathe. <laughs> Count to ten. <laughs> uh, my favorite, and this goes back to only one story arc, and, and I can't honestly say that outside of it that I, I enjoy it as much, but this one story arc defined it, made it, and holds a place dear in my heart. Thor. Okay. The Walt Simonson run on Thor. Oh, yeah. The, the mm-hmm. Surtur saga. Uh, Beta Ray Bill, Surtur, everything about it. It caught me from issue one and carried me all the way through. Um, there was not a book in that run that I did not love. Granted, when we got to the Thor frog, maybe it fell off a little bit. <laughs> but seriously. Oh, no, Thor I, frog was fun. I, it was fun, but it, it, it was hard to follow the Surta saga with that for me. But again, that I never really considered Thor up until that point. Uh, but that, that was the one that made it for me. And then that was also the reason that I got so into Viking folklore, Viking art. When I was in college, I actually wrote my art history thesis on Viking art just because of the Thor series. Nice. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what put him at the top for me. And again, fat kid could pound a stick into a ground, become a God. Yeah. I like that. Nice. Alrighty, uh, Marvel villains. So. Oh wait, can I get? I got one. I got. Oh, I yeah. got one honorable mention, if sure. I may. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, 80s, 80s era, 80s era Wonder Man, Simon Williams, nice. when he was trying to be a movie uh, star. That's a good one. And, and I love that outfit, the red, like the red jacket, and the yeah, I, that just that particular version, West Coast Avengers. I, I that was fun. Nice. Always like that too. That's a good one. 
That is a good one. My uh, the honorable mention I have is is cable and not like the Rob Liefeld invention of cable, but <laughs> the whole not? the yeah the whole relationship of him with Scott and I wish that was done up more and, yeah. and that you had more of those series of just them playing off of each other. But um, just again, he, his tactical mind, um, you know, and getting that from Scott. Like I, I wish that that was played up more also. Yeah. But uh, uh, I I actually really really like the cable character and more. Uh, you know, kind of late '90s and on versions. Yeah, very cool. Um, I had two honorable mentions. One was Kitty Pride, uh, nice. and uh, always been a fan ever since the '80s cartoon with the uh, Australian yeah. Wolverine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm coming for you, Charles Xavier. <laughs> um, and then this one made an honorable mention just because I couldn't. It was the whole team. I couldn't divvy them up, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy. I've been reading the Guardians of the Galaxy since their inception in like 2005 so well before the movie um and i've loved it ever since and then i've gone back and read the original guardians of the galaxy uh stuff so um yeah it's just an awesome team and it's it's one of those things like you can't i mean some people might say oh rocket's my favorite or star lord or whatever but to me it's hard to separate them from each other Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I agree. That that run back in mid two thousands is what even introduced me at all to Marvel Cosmic. I didn't know anything yes. about Marvel Cosmic before yep. that. So I mean, that says a lot that it can open yep. up a whole history of Marvel comics for people who are just breaking in. Well, what it did what it did for me was it. I went back and they've been coming out with trades of the older stuff, and I've been picking up those trades and reading them. So um, I've read a lot of older Marvel Cosmic stuff. I even bought the omnibuses, Omnibi or omnibuses of, uh, <laughs> Omnibi. of, uh, Omniboo. <laughs> of, uh, the fantastic four, which I'm not necessarily a big fantastic four fan, but I know that that's the origins of a lot of this, these cosmic characters. So, um, so yeah, but so those are mine. Cool. Any other honorable mentions to throw out there? Nope. Okay. I think we've already mentioned the ones I had. Cool. All right, uh, Marvel villains. We will start with Robert. Uh, my number five is Doctor Doom. Um, I I like the character. I would actually like suggestions of people's like favorite Doctor Doom story. Um, I get that he's like a, a, you know intense and that he's a one a big baddie that everybody's scared of. But I I have yet to read a story where I've really felt that. Um, but at the same time, I like that he's been able to jump through almost every Marvel title and be a bad guy in that title. And uh, you get the same reaction, you know, from every hero is that, whoa, crap, it's Dr. Doom. Um, And I've read Dr. Doom stories, but I'm still kind of waiting for, or maybe I just haven't read it yet. That one story that floors you that, holy crap, this is why everybody's scared of him. Yeah. I have to admit, I feel the same way. Cause it's like, he's always played off as, as this major threat. And then he subsequently gets beat up. (laughs) <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's he's supposed to be unstoppable and a ruler of this country and a dictator and blah blah blah. And then it's like, uh, now I lost. Yeah. <laughs> there was, and there was. I mean, I love his look. I love the design. I yeah. backstory and connection. Fantastic. Ron Reed Richards. I love all that. I did read a relatively recent Black Panther story where the, him and Black Panther fought, and I was like, whoa, this is pretty cool. But um, I don't know. And and it's weird because if you think about it, he's the precursor to Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, he really is like the the you know alpha version of what Darth Vader was. Yeah, he's he's disfigured. He's in a metal costume. He's got the cool hoodie. 
I don't know. And the disfigurement kind of, they kind of go back and forth with that. A lot of times they're like, sometimes they it's believed that he's completely disfigured. And then there's times where it's believed that he just has a scar and, and he's too vain to show his face just because of a small scar on it. So, and I kind of like, I kind of like that idea that there's, you don't know what's underneath that mask. So. I like the idea that he's has this technology, technological ability and, and knowledge, but then he also plays up the sorcerer yep. kind of aspect of it, and that's a neat mix. But um, yeah, so if anybody listening has a good suggestion for a, Do- or a Doctor Doom story, I'd like to read one. Yeah, I'd like to know too. Cool, uh, Shannon, your number five. My number five, again, all of these go back to drawing. Um, Doc Ock. Okay. <laughs> I love the arms. Um, I, I love, you know, I, it's one of the things I love about going to Heroes Con when I get to go to the store, because yeah. I think that's the coolest thing about the store. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was always that, that thing that he's got these extra arms, and he can just, you know, walk around on them, climb buildings with them, shoot people, smack people around. What, what did you think about the recent Superior Spider-Man storyline? I can't honestly say I haven't read it. Uh, where they, they they body swap, right? So that Doc Ock's personality is in Peter Parker's body. It's when pretty, I first it's pretty awesome. Concept of that, I was like, honestly, everything I was like, I've heard is so great now. They, they, it seems like now that, that that story has kind of gone, I've heard people say they don't realize how great it really was. Now you can read it and see it really it really yeah. helped. I, I, when I first heard that. the concept, I was like, that is the worst idea. And then I read it, and, and it is very, very good. One of my yeah. favorite recent uh, Spider-Man stories. And you, to- and you totally get Doc Ock's persona in there, too. It's not yeah. like you hear it when you're reading it. So Yeah, because for me, he was like one of the first Marvel villains I ever experienced from the Superman-Spider-Man crossover. Oh, okay. So that that's when people say it's Doc Ock to me, that's the version I think of is him teaming up with Lex Luthor. So that immediately gave him a legitimacy that I, because I didn't know who he was, from the instant, from the start, it's like, okay, well, if he's equal to Lex Luthor, he must be a badass. So. Nice. All right. Uh, my number five, I'll, I'm going to go next, is uh, Apocalypse from the X-Men. So, ah, cool. Um, I'm a big X-Men fan. Age of Apocalypse is one of my all-time favorite stories yeah, in comics. Right. Um and I'm hoping they're going to do him right in the movie. Uh, what about the costume? Have you seen it? Yes. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I haven't seen I it had, in action yet. <laughs> I had a friend, my one of my editors from England who, at Titan Comics posted, uh, I don't need this because it reminds me of how stupid comics are and how I've <laughs> wasted most of my life collecting them. I'm like, damn, that, that's harsh, man. <laughs> Um, but he's he's just the ultimate threat, and he's you know survival of the fittest is is his whole mantra. So like if you're a weak character, you know, or a weak being, he has no use for you. He just wants to eliminate you. So so apocalypse. That's me is, out then. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, John, you're number five. Yeah. Just so for the record, this may have been the most difficult list for me to put together. Uh, because I just, uh, I don't know. Uh, my number five is Modoc, only because it's just an absolutely <laughs> ridiculous design. That is awesome. And, and, and most of my reference for these is from the Superhero Squad cartoon that I used to watch with the boys when they were younger. Nice. And, and he is just silly as all get out. So, anyway, Modoc. I awesome. like Modoc. 
Yeah, Modoc's cool. All right, uh, Robert, you're number four. Uh, number four is Loki. Um, he was... Uh, did I take Shannon's or something? <laughs> no, no. That's all right. Um, no, I've... I've uh, yeah, I think he is just, yeah, definitely one of the best Thor uh, villains because of his love for him and at the same time, like, how much crap Thor has to go through because of him. Like, Loki, depending on who's writing him, he either, like, completely wants to kill Thor or he's just there to just to, like, be that eternal thorn in his side and, and he, like, thinks that's fun. Um, yeah. I like both I like both versions. Uh, I think he was he was obviously very well played in the recent movies and and um and that helps but i also like um just uh, yeah just his uh how he's shown up in the different very versions of him um is i think he makes thor an even better character like when you have that type of like brotherly like fa- familiar you know family bonds but at the same time like it's just your one of your nemesis characters very cool um shannon you're number four uh, my number four is Electro. Nice. Oh, very good. That's such a good and one. It goes back to that the cartoon. I, I love the guy that can walk around and be a threat with a giant star on his head. <laughs> I, I just, and I love the costume. I, I actually like when uh, they did the Spider-Man series that Terry Dodson was doing. Mm-hmm. And the lightning bolts were flat against his skin until he started to get charged. And then they would kind of like pop up. Oh, that's cool. just kind of like they were electrified. Yeah, that- and, like hair standing up on your arms. I yeah, thought that I was like a that. really neat effect. And uh, he's always just been cool. The, the, the idea that someone can control electricity, which in today's society, even more so than when I think the character was first invented, everything is electronic. Everything revolves yeah. around needing electricity. Yeah. And it's kind of like Magneto, like of everything we use, how much of it has metal in it. Metal. It's the same thing. Yeah how much we use actually has electricity in it. So his power extends almost infinite, infinitely. It's kind of, it's, it's almost like Swamp Thing's thing of, I can control the planet. You don't want to mess with me. Yeah. He's, he's getting to that level too, where our dependence on technology and electricity is so widespread. His power extends everywhere. Um, but I've, I've just always loved the costume design. and He's a lot of fun. Very cool. All right, uh, my number four is a character Shannon didn't like too much, which is Ultron. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, I like the idea of the the villain that you can't stop. Uh, So he, you know, you eliminate his body and his consciousness goes to another body. And uh, I like his origin. I like the fact that he... His brainwave patterns were mimicked off of uh, Hank Pym, and evidently they mimicked the the crazy part of Hank Pym. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so it was a little unstable and everything else. So I just liked how you know it was basically the Terminator before before the Terminator. So, um, so Ultron for me was my number four. John, your number four. Uh, my number four was already mentioned. It was uh, Doctor Doom. Nice, cool, very cool. All right, so Robert, you're number three. Uh, number three is, uh, let's see, uh, I had Mystique, and I kind of don't know why I put that down there. Because <laughs> she's hot? What? Um, I mean, she could be I, any woman you want her to be. Because it's Jennifer Lawrence? 
No, I, I mean, I like, I definitely like Mystique. One of my... Because um... she's nude all the time? <laughs> well, not even the movie. The movie we've version... seen your Facebook page. Oh, come on! <laughs> the, the movie versions are, are, are cool, and I'm glad that she's in, in the movies. But I think uh, one of my favorite Wolverine little short stories was The Get Mystique, written by Jason Aaron um, and drawn by Ron Garney. Like, I liked the idea of her, like, Mystique and Wolverine kind of having this history... I like how that was a Reading Rainbow intro. What? It was like a little Reading Rainbow intro and drawn by Ron Garney. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, I'll stick with Mystique. She's cool. Okay. <laughs> and you're number three. <laughs> <laughs> Robert's going to give you hell for your number three. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. My number three is actually Green Goblin. Okay. Um, and not Hobgoblin. I never understood the attraction of Hobgoblin. He was just a Green Goblin wannabe. Yep. I like me some Green <laughs> Goblin. I like me some exploding pumpkins. I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just cool, you know? And then, again, Spider-Man cartoon. He had that great voice, and he rode around on the little flying thing. I hated the movie version, though. Oh, yeah. Oh. It- it doesn't get worse than that. Like that is a terrible, terrible. The version. Power Rangers version did, or the amazing. Did you, did Spider-Man you see one? Spider-Man three? I don't know. No, I, I could argue that it gets worse. But it, it's like, um, was it John Malkovich? Was he? Who? who no, it was the guy no. from William Defoe. Will, Willem Defoe. Defoe. Yeah, it was William Defoe. Defoe. I hated the fact that the, it was just a mask. I wanted yeah. it to be his face. I wanted uh, the the kind of like scaly skin. I wanted the. You know, like actor wise, I think they picked a really good. Actor. I think it was a great actor. I, I just hated the version of the costume or, yeah. or his the Green Power Goblin. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I love that character. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm next. Uh, number three for me was the Sentinels. Nice. Ah, very good. I just I love the design. I love the variations of designs. I uh, even the movie version. Even the movie version I liked. Really? Yeah. I thought it was... I thought well, like the, 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 the 60s version I liked. The, the newer versions were a little weird looking, but... Yeah, yeah. I'll like give The you future that. versions. But yeah, the old version... Like, Sims was on my... Uh, yeah, I should... Too, just because yeah. I love giant robots to begin with, but... Yeah. yeah. I should say, yeah, I like the 60s version that they showed in the movie. Um, yeah, the, the futuristic versions were a little weird, but... Um, but the sixties versions was really cool in the movie, but yeah, it's just, I, I mean, I, I actually have the build a figure from the Marvel legends figures nice. of, of the Sentinel. And it's one of my favorite things in my collections cause it just looks cool. And that's the version I like. So, um, and I liked how they used them for the opening of the nineties cartoon X-Men. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. thought that yeah. was done really well. So it was like the finale of that first season too, where they go like night of the Sentinel or not, uh, the, um, where they go fight Master Mold and stuff. Yes, yes. Like that was so great, and like they and they have the build a figure one, but they also have just that one that came in the big box, like yep. single piece figure. Yep. And I found a few of those on sale at some convention. I got them for like ten bucks a piece. So oh I wow! Grabbed, I grabbed like four of those, and one of my favorite things to do with my kids is get our three and three quarter oh, yeah. figures and have them fight like four giant sentinels. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool. Yep. Down boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right john you're number three uh it's also been mentioned uh and i will just say i really like the interpretation they had in spider-man 2 of him and that's doc ock oh very cool yeah that was an awesome version of him uh, yeah, i actually thought that worked yeah 
great act, great actor for it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Tom Molina? Uh, Alfred. 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 Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Very cool. And I, I actually love the way they did the arms. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was cool. I was, was really, really concerned done. how they were going to uh, replicate that, and they did a beautiful job, especially when they acted like they were alive. Yes. Like trained yes. snakes or something, yep. and they would kind of respond to people's emotions. And, and they would, like, look at them and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. All right, Robert, you're number two. Uh, Magneto. And I think just because the X-Men are just one of my favorite things about Marvel. Um, and I got to say, not even that he's my... Not even that he's my favorite X-Men villain, but just because of how integral he is to the X-Men and Professor Xavier. And so his role in the X-Men universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think his his character arcs where he's been good and the bad and the good, it's all kind of point of view and what the writers want to do with it. But uh, uh, I think it's cool. I think when he's considered like one of the most powerful villains on the earth and what he could like in the in the ultimate universe, like they they sh- they just show literally what he could do to the earth if he oh, was yeah. just going to lash out. And it's, it's kind of scary, but it's cool. I, I dig his character. Very cool. Uh, Shannon, you're number two. I almost made Magneto my number two as well. Um, but it goes back to the whole, what I enjoyed drawing as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with the idea of Magneto as, as, as a massive character. Um, but as a kid, I really enjoyed drawing Scorpion. Uh-huh. Cool. And it was, I think it was because, again, because of the cartoon. I love nice. the, the idea that this guy had a tail that he could just, like, shoot across the street and knock you unconscious with. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the cartoon, they had this whole storyline where it was, like, the J. Jonah Jameson robot chasing the scorpion and, and yeah. like, all these other things going on. I, just, I really enjoyed the character. And there was also, and I almost put him on the list, uh, the tarantula. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I remember that cover of like the tarantula jumping at Spider-Man with a spike on his shoe, which yep. I always thought, well, that must be difficult to walk in. Um, <laughs> but there was like this whole thing of like, if you were an insect, you were a Spider-Man bad guy, you know. Uh, but yeah, I love I love the scorpion just being trapped in the web at the opening of the show, and, and yeah, he was cool. Very cool. Uh, well, my number two was already mentioned, which was uh, Green Goblin, and uh, just such a great villain and the reason i like green goblin the only thing i wanted to add was the reason i like green goblin he's kind of like the in my eyes he's kind of like the joker of of the marvel universe but he's also kind of the lex Luthor of the marvel universe he's he's got both of them going for him you know so when he's norman osborne he's he's like lex Luthor. he's smart and business and but then when he's when he goes insane you cannot figure out what the hell he's going to do next good point so all right, John, you're number two. My number two has not been mentioned, and i got to be honest, it's been 30-plus years since I read anything with him, but his design I just love, and that's Mysterio. Oh, no. Yeah. I love yeah. him. On him. I, I love the eyes, you know, kind of as the pins on his on his cloak and yes. that smoky helmet, you know, the, like the crystal ball thing. I, I, I hardly remember anything about him other than I just remember I love that design and that original, you know, that I don't know if that's a D- Ditko design or not, but whatever, whoever came up with the original, it's awesome. So that, that was almost my number two instead of Scorpion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, love- I, I would suggest reading that, uh, th- that old kind of Kevin Smith, yeah, Quesada yes. Daredevil, because Mysterio's in that and it's done really well in that, yeah. that arc. Cool. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah Especially because real- they play off the idea that he's not considered a, a legitimate villain. Yes. Right. And, and he's yeah. trying to prove that he is. And yeah. I ha- I have that in trade, John. I could bring that to Baltimore for you. So. It's a great series. Uh, cool. Yeah, it is really well done. Um, and the thing I love about him is his his background. He's he was a special effects guy. Effects guy, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. It was movies in the yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. All right, uh, Robert, you're number one. All right, my number one is Taskmaster. Um, uh, for a couple for <laughs> for a couple reasons because uh, because I love Deathstroke. I was say he's like yeah, I was Deathstroke. Say, yeah, <laughs> in, in a very similar way, like he's Marvel's Deathstroke. Also, I love Captain America, and so yeah. he's kind of got the shield and the Cavalier boots and the fighting with the sword like Deathstroke does. So it's like all those reasons I love it. Yeah. But then also, I think what it came down to was the the very first Marvel comic I remember reading. Is uh, was Iron Man? I think it's like two fifty four, something like that. It's um, where <laughs> I think on the on the front cover is uh, uh, <laughs> Santa Claus trying to shoot Iron Man. It's like ho ho homicide, you know. It's just like like one of the best covers ever. And not to be confused with Santa Claus and the one the black costume spider-man remember there's a peter parker <laughs> yes. spider-man where it's like silent night deadly night or something like that oh, yeah it's like it's something about it. but so in in this issue um they're like taskmaster is training these four uh assassins and whoever wins his little like death battle um becomes like his uh, his number one person you know that he's going to use and so this is like the b story the a story is like some like terrorist Santa Claus is trying to take over this mall and Iron Man's taking him out. But it, the whole B story is Taskmaster. Yeah, yeah, blah, 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 part. So Taskmaster is training these four characters and they're killing each other off and throughout like a series of, you know, tests or, or whatever. And that was the first time I read in a comic that, that people died, that people could die in a comic book. And it's like, I was a little kid and that was very real and just creeped me out and, the whole idea is, I, and I didn't know until I was older that that character was Taskmaster. Where I went back and bought an issue, and I was like, "Whoa, that was!" Ta-. So I, that's part of why I liked it so much. But just his look, um, his abilities, and then just kind of nostalgia. Cool. Uh, Shannon, your number one. My number one goes with my hero number one, which was Thor. So it's Loki. Nice. Uh, um, the the one thing though that we kind of touched on earlier because. Other people had him on their list. The thing that I always gravitated toward Loki, and this makes just show too much about my relationship with my brother and my father, is that Loki was always the brother that didn't get it, the enough love from dad. You oh. know what I mean? Oh. It's like, oh. it was like oh, Thor. Man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was like it, it was that thing. It was it, it almost it, there was that Dan Jurgen series, which I know a lot of people didn't like, which was the death of Odin. And they did. It was during. I that love whole, it. That was with the John. Was it the John Romita? No, no, no. The one where Sorry, it was. was um, Romita, Stuart Eminent. Before that. It was the Stuart Eminent run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the death of Odin, and and it was during the time period where they had the Nuff said issues, where it was all silent. Oh yeah, yeah. And they did the one issue where it was about Loki and Thor when they were growing up as kids, and how every time Loki did something, he got in trouble, but Lo- Thor got praised by Odin. So that, that you kind of see the, the seed of Loki being bitter and hateful toward Thor and wanting to win the approval of his father. Yeah. And it, it just made it really personal for me. And I, I've always enjoyed that character. He always seemed like he got the short end of the stick. 
second born, that kind of thing, you know, and I, I don't know. It just, it, it explained a lot to me. It, it just gave the character a lot more personality than a lot of other characters had. It was a little more personal. Um, and then he's just so damn bitter. Now, you know? now we've, we've had Robert's therapy session. Now we've had Shannon's therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> down to why you did, and me. Down to you and me. me daddy? <laughs> down to you and me, John. Who's going to break next? <laughs> All so right. when Jacob is sitting there next to me at a table going, why doesn't my daddy love me enough? <laughs> He'll be like, here. I'll come I'll, now. He'll be like, here. And you're just like, shut up, Loki. <laughs> no, I give him a bottle of scotch and a pack of cigarettes, and I go, don't worry, kid. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number one is Thanos. Uh, I've loved oh, cool. Thanos for a long time, loved Infinity Gauntlet, loved Thanos Quest. That's one of my all-time favorite stories. That's so good. That's a it great is. story. Well, and the thing I love about it was so many people wanted to just associate him as being Marvel's uh, dark side, and he's not. He yeah. he's he outsmarts his opponents in Thanos Quest. And, um, That's the best part about that arc, yeah, yeah. showing how clever he is. Yeah, and uh, and I love those those type of Thanos uh, stories. Um, I loved reading him in they did the Thanos Imperative where it was like Star Lord and um, Nova had to trap him in the Cancer Verse, and it was like the last stand that in order to they were going to die to keep Thanos there, and it was. I loved the character long before the movies started coming out, and uh, I have. The build a figure that just recently came out of him. I've, oh yeah, I've got the Marvel Universe three and three quarter inch figure of him. It's just it's he's just an awesome looking character. What do you think of the casting? Do you think that's going to work for you? I'm all right with it. I mean, I haven't. People have been kind of crapping all over it with uh, how he appeared in uh, what was it the was it the Guardians movie that they showed yes, a little bit more in the Guardians. Yeah, I thought he was fine. I think they need to tweak it a little bit before he's the main focus. But uh, I was all right with him. Because who is it again? Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah. The older brother in the Goonies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or Jonah Hex, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Diane Lane's ex-husband. You know yeah. what was he thinking? So. Or yeah, seriously, like young Agent K in the third. Uh, do you actually movie. admit that you saw that? I think I saw it. I know he's in it. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say it was good. I that just was a nice dodge. It. That was a good dodge. I, 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 I I'm not I sure. Saw it. I don't know what. <laughs> what did I just say? I was drunk. It was on TBS. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of Jed Brolin. I don't know what. That all right, John, you're number one. Uh, my much. number one has my number one has been apparently the uh, uh, conversation for a psychiatrist uh, <laughs> table, but uh, yeah, mine is also Loki. But it's Woo-hoo. only because of uh, I, I mean I love his run with with uh, Simonson, but uh-huh. then I love the fact that Tom Hiddleston oh, just yeah. nailed it in the movies and used the term Mewling Quim, and nobody <laughs> understood what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that's dirty. That's a bad – like that's not a nice thing to call somebody. So. Google that along with Red Brown Moose Knuckle. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say – yeah. Wait a minute. That, that's been your nickname for me for the last four years. <laughs> All right. Any uh, any uh, honorable mentions for anyone you wanted to throw out there? Um, yeah, I had uh, Electra. Like, okay. When 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 Shannon said Electro, I thought that's who he was saying. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, awesome." I was like, "Oh wait, no." <laughs> Is she a villain? 
Uh, is Alexa you know, considered a villain? At times, yeah. At times. I think when yeah. she's been like an assassin, then yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah. going out and killing people. Take it thoroughly. Let's see. Who is... Oh, I wrote somebody else down, but now I don't know who I was talking about. <laughs> well, then I'll Oh, okay. Oh. No, sorry. Just real quick. A gladiator from the Imperial Guard. For, oh, so, wow. um, yeah. Yeah. That was worth interrupting with, you for. So with buzz saws on his fists. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Gladiator from Daredevil. Like Gladiator from oh. X Men. Oh, gotcha. Oh, Mohawk. The, the Mohawk. Yes, guy. Mohawk Gladiator. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, Shannon, did you have someone? <laughs> uh, my honorable mention was going to be the hand. Oh, okay. Ah, very cool. That's cool. Just because they, you know, I, I was really into ninjas and Larry. God, son of a. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, but anyway, I, I thought it was really cool that Daredevil had to fight these guys who were supposed to be trained to the point where they they individually could have kicked his ass. Yeah, yeah. And he was up against these guys, and he couldn't see, but managed to hold his own. Um, and then, of course, they turned into the foot for the yeah. turtles, <laughs> which right. I thought was very funny. I thought that was uh, brilliant. And I've told I told someone recently about that, and they didn't know that. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, I was like, it is awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, but again, that was some of my first experiences with the whole ninja concept and Enter the Ninja. And so, yeah, the hand. John, any honorable mentions? I had hard enough time with five, so no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, my honorable mentions I had was uh, Venom. I liked Venom when he was more when he was a villain than he is being the hero. Even though I like the Flash Thompson idea, I, I still like Venom when he's a villain. Um, Carnage. And yeah. then uh, Mr. Sinister, uh, especially with being liking Cyclops so much, Mr. Sinister plays this creepy role in Cyclops's past, and it's just really cool. So yeah, I agree. I, I love the whole Scott Summers world. I do you know what Quim means? What the? <laughs> How did they get away with that? <laughs> well, it is PG thirteen. Old English. <laughs> You guys are just opening my eyes to like a whole side of <laughs> movies and Google that I didn't know before. Rob, Robert's wife's gonna look up his history tomorrow and on his. I know. <laughs> what the like, hell are you? Knuckle Quinn, what kind of podcast are you on? <laughs> you are not doing that show anymore. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I was thinking maybe jump into the movies. And jump into movie yes. movie remakes. Do you want yes. to do? Yep, yep, yep. Does that sound good? Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, I'm going to go first because I don't... Wait, whining what? What? Whining what? Whining what? Nothing, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I, I just looked up Mia Ling Quinn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go first because it looks like I haven't gone first on any of these lists so so far. No. So, yeah. John Thurman, oh. wash your math out. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So I'm gonna start with my number five, which is Halloween. the The Rob Zombie remake I thought was very well done. The second uh, Halloween two remake that he did was horrible, but the Halloween remake that Rob Zombie did, I thought was done very, very well. The only disappointment I had with it was the fact that they gave so much backstory to Michael Myers that he stopped being scary and started being more of this tragic character. Um, mm. 
even though he, even though he's a killer. That, that's a good point, though. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I did really I I love the original Halloween, and that was a big thing for me with my list was I had to have seen the original, yeah. and see the remake in order for me to put it on my list. So, um, so yeah, Halloween was my number five. John, why don't you go ahead next? All right, this is the one that's kind of a stretch, okay? But it's uh, True Lies. And okay. True Lies was apparently based on a French film yes. with the same <laughs> plot that I have never seen, nor do I plan to see. But uh, but yeah, I always uh, I always enjoyed True Lies, and so um, as I was looking for trying to find five of these, that came up, and I said, "That's oh, number." Five. No, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and I I did know that that was a remake. I've never seen the original either, but yeah, it is it is a remake. All right, Shannon, you're number five. Uh, mine is King Kong from the 1970s. Nice. Because um, I saw that in the theater with my dad, which is one of the few times I ever spent any time with my dad. Because um, he was always. Man, this is a therapy session. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, listen, yeah, Loki. So, <laughs> seriously. No, but it, it, I I actually loved that film in the theaters. I know it's a horrible movie, but I enjoyed it. I had the it's movie. Better than the. It's, what the he, the Jackman, the Jackson, the, the newer Peter, one. Oh, yeah. the new Jackson, one is brutal. But um, I'm not gonna say anything right now. <laughs> when I was a when I was a kid, you know, I had the I had the soundtrack on the LP, and I saw it with my dad at the uh, uh, Belcourt Theater in Nashville. Uh, it was just a, a big experience for me. Again, I know it's not a great film. Plus, Jessica Lange, you can see her nipple for like half a second. Um, <laughs> the fact that you know that that cracks me. Yeah. So anyway, but anyway, so I lo- I love that film. Nice. All right, Robert, you're number five. Um. All right, my number. Okay. See, I didn't know if we could put it if we've never watched the previous one or not. You, it was up to you. I just said okay. that's what I did for myself. I you could do it any way you wanted to. So. All right. I I had I definitely had a hard time um, finding ones, but. So uh, my uh, so my number five was the Total Recall, like the, oh, the yeah. one that recently came out. Um, and not that it's amazing. I mean, not that it's like a, a great movie, but um, I just I, I liked all of the uh, just kind of the set designs, the character and costume costume designs of it all. Um, I really enjoyed uh, his um, uh, what, Kate Beckinsale is that her name? Like his. Yeah. His, his wife, who was playing his wife, and then, um, I don't know, it was just a fun kind of action sci-fi movie, so I really dug it, and uh, that's a recent one that I've liked. Nice. Um, my number four is The Fly with Jeff Goldblum, and uh, I have seen the original black and white, and it's it's dated, but it's still a cool black and white movie to see. Um, but yeah, just, I mean, you want to talk about increasing the creep factor, though. Like when when he starts like he's still him he's still pretty human and he like um just starts like getting the pustules on him and he's still trying to date the girl and all that type of stuff yeah. and and such a tragic ending too when it, you know he's he goes a full on fly and everything so but uh, I thought Goldblum, it was one of the first movies I've seen Jeff Goldblum in, and I thought he did a fantastic job. And so, yeah, The Fly is my number four. So, John, you're number four. My number, f- uh, my number four is True Grit. 
Uh, a lot of people think that the new one is better than the original. I disagree. I, I love that original. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed the second one too. But um, anyway, yeah. Uh, True Grit. Cool. Western can't go wrong. Cool. Uh, Shannon, you're number four. Actually, uh, John just mentioned my number four. True Grit. No, not John. Uh, Robert. No, somebody. Ryan. Fly. <laughs> The fly. Okay, that was me. Okay. I was like, I doubt it was me. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, but anyway, going back, the fly. Uh, talking about the creep factor that yep. really amped up. The thing, a short story for the the fly. We went and saw it with some friends of mine mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and I was really I was getting into special effects because at one point I wanted to be a special effects artist. Okay. And I had already seen the film, and then I went and saw it again with some friends. So I had made a fake thumbnail. Oh jeez. Out of like. Uh. And I had rigged it up with like all this uh, liquid latex on my hand. So I sat through the entire movie wearing this fake thumbnail with the liquid latex. And then after the film, everybody's like, what'd you think? And I was like, yeah, it was okay. And I started like picking at my teeth with my thumbnail. And then it came (laughs) off in my mouth and like peeled off all the skin. And the girl that we were with screamed her head off for about five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so proud of myself. I was like, oh, my God, she fought it. And the fact that nobody had noticed this big-ass fake thumbnail on me for, like, two and a half hours or whatever it was before we got to the movie there and everything. So that was, like, my little moment of glory in special effects heaven. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, The Fly, which, again, I love the the original, yeah. like you were saying. Yeah. yeah. But the second one, uh, the remake, was actually super creepy. Yeah. So. All right, uh, Robert, you're number four. All right, my number four for also recently made not the best remakes was RoboCop. Okay. Um, And (laughs) I think it's because I just, I love the RoboCop concept, especially when it first came out, because there just hadn't been anything like that. Um, And so because I like the original RoboCop so much, like I wanted the newer one to be good, and not that it's the best movie, but I'm very forgiving in movies. If I just go in and I'm entertained, then I'm happy with it. Uh, Robert, so I, I totally agree. I totally agree with you on this one. I, it's not yeah. on my list, but I thought it was it was better than I expected it to be. Yeah, it, it certainly didn't have the the uh, the the cynicism that the '80s one did. Right. Because yeah. it was it just was like a, that, the '80s that, one was just that, a social commentary. You yeah, know? I would say that that '80s one is so up its time. It's yeah. scary, but but I, I yeah I agree with you. I think the new one was it it turned it was I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it too. I, I love the original one. I still think the original one's better, but I like you guys have said I was very pleasantly surprised at how much I liked the the remake. So, um, all right, my number three is Ocean's Eleven. Um, oh, I almost put that on too. That's good. Yeah, I uh, I I have seen the original. Uh, my dad was a big uh, Dean Martin fan, and uh, so you know I saw with Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, you know the the Rat Pack type stuff. Uh, but then you know the the remake I thought was done exceptionally well, uh, and I think they went a little too many movies after it. But I thought the the very first one <laughs> was was done very. Uh, Wells and I really enjoyed. I I love a good heist movie, so um, so that definitely had to make my list. Uh, John, your number three. That was mine. 
I told I totally agree with you. Fun heist movie. I think the they got totally uh, self-serving and a little too on the nose when it came to their celebrity as they went along. But that first one really is a lot of fun. Yeah. Shannon, you're number three. Um, I've only seen the films. I haven't seen the, or I never read the book. So, but I'm actually going to go with Casino Royale. Okay. Oh, uh, cool. The first version of it actually being the Peter Sellers kind of comedy version. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second version, the newer version, not having anything <laughs> close <laughs> to the original version. Right. <laughs> um, but I know it was like the new start for James Bond. And I was very leery about it. And I haven't really, I can't say that I love all the new James Bond films, but the thing that caught me about Casino Royale was the opening sequence, the chase sequence, where they're yeah. running through the construction site. Yeah, it's so good. And I thought, my God, how do you take a chase and make it interesting again? And they pulled it off. The fact that it was this parkour kind of jumping through stuff and hopping around things and climbing up buildings and cranes and so forth. I thought, normally in a James Bond film, you have car chases. This is the first chase where it's on foot, and I thought it was brilliant. The rest of the film, eh, it was okay, it was fine. But that opening sequence really just amazed me, and it was kind of back to the... um, there was this idea that, you know, martial arts scenes, when wire work became so popular, uh, the idea that real-time stuff or stage stuff, choreographed stuff, where it was, this is how it would actually happen, was more impressive than wire right. scenes. Yeah. That's what I put it in. I put it in that same kind of category of... You know, these are guys running through sequences that you could actually pull off if you had this kind of skill and blah, blah, blah. So that, that's what impressed me about it. And, and I thought that that was why it really blew the original out of the water, aside from the fact that it was just, you know, it wasn't a comedy. Um, I, I was impressed by that. Very cool. Uh, Robert, you're, you're number three. All right. My number three is um, this is most uh, Shannon Gallant selection. Um, of the list and it's a fistful of dollars so um, and that being uh, kind of the the, uh, you know the remake of Yojimbo like the Kurosawa film from the 60s and that I I, I loved I love both I love just that concept so both are very very classics but it's interesting because Yojimbo was made in, in 61 and as this samurai, you know, playing both sides of a rival kind of gang in a city. And then just three years later, uh, you know, Sergei, Sergei Leone makes Fistful of Dollars with Clint Eastwood and takes the exact same concept and introduces it to a Western audience with a Western film. And, so, and they're both awesome. They're both so good. So I like that. Very nice. Uh, my number two is uh, has been mentioned, which is King Kong. Um, and... I, the 70s? I, oh yeah, this yeah, 76 or whatever it was. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, un, unlike what John said, I actually do like the Peter Jackson uh, movie as well. But yeah, but yeah, but it didn't have Jessica Lange. No, it did not. <laughs> it did not. But when I think of my childhood, I remember they had 3D night or something like that on TV, and you would go to like the gas station and get 3D glasses, <laughs> and they played King Kong. 
And I remember watching King Kong in 3D on the TV with the red and blue uh, yep. glasses and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and I did, and then I watched, uh, we had Superhost that showed the old movies and black and white movies, and I saw the original King Kong that way. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so King Kong, I've seen all three versions, and I've liked all three versions, so, uh, but the one that sticks out in my head is, is the one that was in 76, so. All right, uh, John, you're number two. Yeah, uh, let me just say real quick: the the new King Kong gave me a headache, so I, that's why I don't like it. I, I couldn't finish it. It was just, it just, it was overload. But my number two is the Thomas Crown Fair. Okay. Um, nice. Uh, uh, the first one is is re- is really cool. The second one is Pierce Brosnan, but it's uh, also Rene Russo. And if you were of that uh, age of that time, like we we talked about with some of the movies from the eighties, uh, you would grow up watching that movie. And uh, it's just a it's a fun heist movie, and it's got a gorgeous soundtrack, and it's just really slick and cool. Of you know, super cool for the time. So. Very cool. Very cool. And by growing up at the time, Rene Russo's naked in it. So just so we're <laughs> so I can lay all the cards on the table here. <laughs> Woo-hoo. All right, uh, Shan- uh, yeah, Shannon, you're number two. Uh, I never saw the original of this, but I can't imagine that it was better than the remake. And my remake is The Man Who Knew Too Much with uh, Jimmy Stewart. Nice. Um, and I know it's been remade with Christopher Reeve. God bless him, but I can't imagine any of, of that competes with Jimmy Stewart. Um, it's a Hitchcock film in his prime. Raymond Burr is in it. Uh, Princess Grace is in it. It's just it's it's a beautiful film, and I, I love every frame of it. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it was a remake, and yeah, very cool. Robert, you're number two. All right, my number two is Godzilla. Um, nice. And, uh, Which I one? Think it's, it's a, yeah, yeah no, the Matthew Broderick one. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah giant, uh, giant crop worms. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the 2014 one, not the 1998 one. Um, <laughs> I think it's just, just I mean, same reasons for King Kong. Like, I do remember growing up seeing the, these old kind of black and white King Kong movies and Wait, um, so are we talking like, about the remake with Raymond Burr? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, see, I, I just said King Kong, but I meant Godzilla movies. Just the old monster movies, like, definitely, uh, I enjoyed. And so I think the newer, the newer Godzilla movie, again, while it's not like a perfect film or something that I love to watch over and over again, I just love it. I did have more of that nostalgic feel. let's yeah. say, the one in 98. And, uh, and, and, and so I just saw that big monster, you know, kind of lumbering around and yeah, I, yeah, I thought they did a great job. I know it's gotten a lot of bashing for, oh, you don't see Godzilla till the last 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah, have you seen the old Godzilla movies? They, at least the first one. <laughs> you don't see him until near the end. <laughs> see, my wife didn't like yeah. it either, and I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was good. You know, when when the flames go up his back, you oh, know, yeah. it's, it's like plates charge or whatever. Yep. Yeah, that was cool. I was like an eight-year-old. I was oh, screaming yeah. like a little girl. I, I love when he grabs the beast's mouth and just oh. flames it right into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, all that's so good. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch it again now. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> my number one is uh, is just a um, movie I actually love watching, which is The Thing. Uh, John John Carpenter's uh, The Thing. Uh, I did see the original 19. <laughs> 
50, not John Carpenter's thing. <laughs> 1951, I think, is the original. <laughs> um, it's called the the original was called the Thing from Outer Space, space or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Uh, again, watching Superhost, they showed that movie, and uh, I so I saw the original black and white. But I mean, nothing beats the Kurt Russell movie. And it's a space I, carrot. <laughs> Remember in in the film they talk about yeah. him being a vegetable based. Yeah. Yeah creature and he was like oh like a carrot yep space carrot (laughs) they uh and i know they made a 2011 remake of it i have not seen it i have no desire zombie right oh did it is it i don't know i think it was rob zombie directed it okay Okay. yeah i have no desire to see it because to me nothing's gonna get better than the kurt russell one so how was that (laughs) no Oh, no sorry, idea. that was my electric eraser. Yeah. We're we're landing on uh, <laughs> runway five. <laughs> uh, right. Um, John. So my number one uh, is, is part of a theme here, apparently with heist movies. It's the Italian job. I knew that was coming. Uh, I thought about doing that one. So that's on my own. I, I, the, the, the first one, the first one is great. Uh, the second one, I really enjoyed a lot. I think the the mini chases. Super yeah. cool, and it's just got a great vibe, and uh, so yeah, so that was my number one. Nice. This was a difficult. This was a fun, fun one to to work through for sure. Hard one. Yeah. It was. A, yeah, yeah. It was a. It was a tough one, but it was a fun one. Yeah. Um, and this this uh, suggestion came from Chris Haywood, who's one of our Woo-hoo. listeners. So, cool. um, Shannon, you're number one. I don't know if my number one qualifies as a remake so much as a reboot. Okay. But. I recently watched the Judge Dredd movie. Oh, yeah. Ah, good one. Yeah, that's really And as much as I love the design, like the visual aspects of the first film, I hated the film. (laughs) (laughs) I am the law. And and that was where my lawmaster thing came from. Because it was, I love the bike, but God, that was such a bad movie. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the remake, as low budget as it was, I really thought captured the feel of the book. Oh yeah, and I yeah, love the I love the original uh, Judge Dredd books. And a friend of mine who's actually from Ireland that I do craw with has been buying the omnibuses, omnibuses, whatever. Omnibus. Um, Omnibu. He's been <laughs> loaning them to me, so I've been reading it. For, I've read it from like volume one, and I think we're up to like volume ten now or something. Um. But it just captured the feel of the book. It captured the feel of the series in general, the mood, everything about it. And I just – was it Keith Urban plays Judge Dredd? Yeah. yeah. I yes. thought he was brilliant. I thought it had that kind of violence that I expected from Judge Dredd. Yep. The alterations that they made to the costume I can live with. I thought it was just perfect. Yeah. And I'm so disappointed there's not going to be a sequel because God knows I want that Judge Death. Oh yeah, I, I want that one. That's yeah. the one I want. And if I had my way, we'd get the whole like apocalyptic war, you know. Yeah, no, I thought it was fan, done fantastically. I, so. I thought it was the best reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it, yep. in, in the past twenty years. Nice. <laughs> okay, wow! Man. Never heard you uh, actually drop it during the show. Good yeah. gravy! Ouch. I thought something happened. <laughs> so, <I was> like, <laughs> all right. So, Robert, you're number one. Uh, number one is uh, 
again, not a direct remake. The reimagining is the Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah. So uh, everything they've done with like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, like everything, the Rise of the Planet of the Apes or Rise of the Apes. So it's just that whole just uh, remake. So you're not talking about the Marky Mark one. Not, not yeah. the Mark Mark Wahlberg one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I don't mind that one as much. Just, I thought the design work was innovative and neat, but um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I kind of set that one aside. I think the newer ones have just taken a realistic approach, uh, as realistic as you can get when you have like gorillas on horseback shooting machine guns. But um, I, I, agree I just, with that. I love the new look. I, I actually agree with you on the the first film, the first remake, because I love the costume design. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I stand by that. I, I think the costume design in the first remake film was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I think the story bit, I think the sets bit, um, the acting the bit. Costume, <laughs> the, the acting bit. But the costume design, I actually think, like, the, the, the history that they gave the city and, yeah. and the uniforms and stuff, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, I did and, like and, that aspect of it. I'm so sad that they don't they didn't bring that forward with it. But I, I think it's a great reinterpretation of some of the films. Because basically the second or the third film, whatever it is, where the, the apes and the humans are fighting in the about the power plant, mm-hmm. that's that's basically battle for the planet of the apes. And I think it's taking the worst film out of the series and making it one of the strongest films oh, in the yeah. series. Yeah. Looks like we lost John there for Moment. Let's see. Yes, let's, let's see if we get him back on. They're trying, <laughs> no, 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 they're trying to bring him back. Oh, he just texted me. Said he got booted. Trying to get back on. Score him. <laughs> yeah, we don't name him. Score him. Go on. <laughs> All right. We're gonna. We'll have him catch up if he signs back on. He's not even showing us being signed on right now. So. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll just go and then yeah. If he's on, then we'll. Can always pop him in. Yep. Fix it in post. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do a couple more top five lists, and then we're gonna call it a night. And this is gonna be a heck of a episode for 150, which is awesome. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, top five mo- movie heroes, and then we're gonna have top five movie villains. Uh, so we'll start with the movie heroes, and Shannon, why don't you kick us off with that with your number five? Number five, I got Snake Plissken. Nice. We thought he was dead, but he's ah, not. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, Robert, what did you have for your number five? I didn't even watch Escape. I didn't watch Escape the Work until later in life because this is a cool classic, but I never knew why. And then went back and watched it and really did. Um, okay, my um, five is Terminator in Terminator Two. So the T eight hundred. Oh, okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Terminator. I was like, I was like, Robert, that's a bad guy. <laughs> I know. Well, from the second movie. In the second movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah. I mean, that was that came out just right in prime time for me, like into into sci-fi and time travel and just the look of it. So cool, man. Very cool. Uh, well, my number five is John McClane from the Die Hard movies, uh, especially the first one. So just uh, that was my number two. Yeah, so good. Yippee Kaye and all that <laughs> all that goes with that. <laughs> uh, the thing I liked about him was he was just like this everyday guy, and like we talked about that type of stuff in earlier lists. Like he's he's the everyday guy that just gets thrusted into a bad situation, and 
With no shoes. Right, with no shoes. Come to the cops. <laughs> Have a few laughs. <laughs>, laughs. He's 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 also one of those characters that really has supported four movies, you know, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it's been cool to watch him age. It's been cool to watch that character age, and not that even all four of those movies are amazing, but just the longevity of that character. Yeah. Uh, I really like. Hasn't there been five movies now? I think there has been five. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. All right, uh, Shannon, you're number four. My number four is throwing it way back. Okay. Um, I'm actually a big fan of the old Tarzan films with Johnny Weismuller. Okay. Um, I grew up watching those with my mom on TV. Whoa. I just I really enjoyed the stories, how he was the hero, you know, he was always fighting the good fight. Um, and when I think of Tarzan, that's who I think of. Very cool. So. Very cool. Uh, Robert, you're number four. And we lost Robert. It's just you and me now. <laughs> uh, my number is Ethan Hunt from Mission and... Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can, yeah, I can hear you now. Shannon! <laughs> All right. What? Um, we couldn't hear you before. <laughs> it's not my oh, fault. Okay. I thought he was just... I thought he was just in as quick as he could before I started talking to him. Oh, he's gone. Let's keep going. <laughs> nope. All right. Um, cool. So, yeah, mine is uh, Ethan Hunt from the movie, from the Mission Impossible movies. Um, I think it's just kind of made kind of a modern genre. And, uh, again, seeing his character kind of throughout all those movies. And, and it's, you know, another six or uh, what is it, six movies that have come yes. out or is about to come out. To so come out, I just yeah. I, I dig the character. I like uh, and I'm not the hugest Tom Cruise, but I just like portraying it and how consistent it's been over the, you know, however many years he's been doing that character. Very cool. Uh, my number four is Peter Vinkman from Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I knew that would be up there. <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters is my favorite comedy of all time. Absolutely love uh, the character. I mean, he he is the, the main character in that movie. Uh it's gonna be weird to see a Ghostbusters movie without Peter Venkman in it, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I yeah. I laugh every single time I he delivers a line in that movie. So, <laughs> so. all right, Shannon, you're number three. My number three is Christopher Reeves as Superman. Nice. Ah, oh, so good. Um, I know the third one was horrible. The fourth one was. <laughs> Even worse, yeah. But the first and second one, he, he was what every Superman should be. Um, and the biggest thing for me is, and and I've been reading things about this online recently. There's been this whole discussion about what makes Superman work, what doesn't make him work. He was what Superman's supposed to be. He's a good guy. He's doing what what is supposed to be done. He's not looking for accolades or awards. He's not trying to be a sex stud. He's not trying to be the badass hip-hop bastard in the room. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's Superman. He's out there doing what is supposed to be done because that's the way he was raised. Right. This is what you do as a hero, and you don't do it for accolades. You just you go out and because that's what's right to do. Right. Um, and, he, and I love the costume. I am so tired of this muted color Superman crap. It's red, white, and blue, not like you know, aquamarine or like ultramarine and burgundy or whatever the hell colors they're using. It's red, yellow, 
blue, cyan, magenta. I mean, it's the bright colors. Yeah. He's supposed to be this symbol of hope. And, and hope guy. is bright. And hope is bright. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's colorful. It's everything that we want the world to be. Yep. It's, it's what we're aspiring to, not what we're trying to fight away from. Yep. Um, and he was great at it. You know, and he was even comical and a little bit naughty sometimes, like, oh, your underwear is pink. I mean, that yeah. was the best scene. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm checking <laughs> you out, but I'm not going to tell you about it, you know. <laughs> and I'm, oh, no, it's your lungs I'm looking at. You might want to stop smoking. Right. Uh, you know. <laughs> your lungs. <laughs> you know, okay. he was great. Yep. He was perfect at it. And so, yeah, I, I miss that Superman. That's the Superman I want back. Nice. Uh, Robert, your number three. My number three is Indiana Jones, and I know that's got to be on Ryan's list too. Yeah, um, yeah I think um, it's just, it, I don't know, he's just like the ultimate, like, fairly modern pulp, you know, pulp hero. Yeah. Anything else? No. I don't know. There's a, there's a sense of action and comedy. Uh, I figure you'll go on and on about it. So oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a given. I'll go on and on about it anyway. So. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. So my uh, my number three is a character that does not have one word of dialogue, which is R2-D2. Um, <laughs> with, without, without him, those movies don't happen. The Rebellion does not win. Uh, the Trash Compactor crushes Luke and Han and Leia and Chewbacca. Um, he's, you know, he, he zaps the, the Ewoks. He releases Princess Leia from, uh, her chains. I mean, there's... He opens the door to the Millennium Falcon on Bespin. What's that? He opens the door yeah. to the Millennium Falcon on Death Yeah, Bespin. they would have died there. I mean, there's just, there's so many things that that droid does that I'm sorry, if you can't call him a hero, I don't know what you call hero then because he, he rushes into danger. He's not afraid of danger. And he goes in to try to, to just do his job. That's what he does. So, And plus he's sarcastic. And I, and I love there's like a meme out there that says like the dirtiest character ever in Star Wars, they bleeped everything he said. Um, which I thought <laughs> was very funny. So so yeah, R2-D2 is my number three. Um, so nice. Shannon, your number two. My number two is James Bond. Nice. Ah, uh, so good. I almost put him on. That's good. Yeah. Um, and again, I go back to Sean Connery. Uh, and I grew up on Roger Moore, but I still, it's one of those things that even though you watch James Bond, you go through the, the whole gambit of the characters and you come back to James, uh, Sean Connery as James Bond. He was the ultimate James Bond. And he's like suave. He's got the looks. He's got the moves. He's got the suit. He's got the gadgets. He's a badass. He's got the third nipple. Nobody remembers the oh, third yeah. nipple. Oh, yeah, I remember. But anyway, I, 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 he's what you want to be when you're growing up. He was like, I want to be that guy. So, nice. yeah, James Bond. Very cool. Um, John just let me know that he says, sorry, I'm out. We have parental blocks on the computer that shut the internet off at 12 a.m. So he says, I can't, and he says, I can't get it to shut off to continue. So sorry. <laughs> I thought, out on the, on the internet thought, after midnight. I thought it was something I said. <laughs> no, not at all. What you something you said triggered his parental block? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> 
Um, all right, so Robert, you're number two. All right, my number two is the John McClane from Die Hard. So. Oh, okay, very cool. Anything oh, sweet. Else? Same reasons you said, I, I really dig it. Cool. Uh, well, my number two is Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, I mean, it, it's Harrison freaking Ford. I can't, it, he. Is that his middle name? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, awesome weapon. I mean, we talked about the character many times in the past. Yeah. Uh, just, he's your everyday guy. He actually gets his butt kicked many times. Yes, he, that's great. But he doesn't give up, and that's the mm-hmm. cool thing about him. And and he's smart, too. Like, he, he's a professor at a school, and he uses the things that he's learned to get him through some of these, some of the obstacles that get in his way, so... And laid. Oh, Is that, like, his professor was, was kind of like his Clark Kent to the Superman, you know? Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. just that... Yeah. Um, you know, that anybody you saw on the street could just whip off the glasses, throw on a fedora, boom. Persona that we never knew about. Yep. All right, Shannon, you're number one. My number one is basically uh, what everyone's mentioned, but it's Han Solo slash Indiana Jones. Jones. Okay. Because it's Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and to be honest, it's tough to distinguish between those two characters. And and to me, you can't. Right. You know, it's it's one in the future, one in the past. Yeah. Um, and again, like I was saying previously, we were watching the the classic Star Wars earlier, and Han Solo is this kind of like dirty scoundrel, you know, doing his thing. He shoots first. Yep. And I will stand by that. Yep. Well, did he you see? First. Did you see the script that Peter Mayhew put out there? No. Peter Mayhew, they, he released his original script of Star Wars so people could read it, and they get to that scene, and it's the definitive proof that Han Solo shoot shot first, because it says it in the script that Han fires his blaster and Greedo never gets a shot off. Okay, but I didn't need anybody to tell me oh, that. Oh, I know. Because I got the fucking tape. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I know. I'm just saying that for all Lucas is saying that he always intended it to be that way, he's full of shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, I mean, that was the cool thing about it. Sure. I mean, he was this badass that suddenly become, you know what, this is the better good, this is the greater good, I'm going to fight for these guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then Indiana Jones is the same way. It's I, like, I'm interested in, in this, and these are my ideals, I'm going to fight for that. But ultimately, i got to keep this out of the hands of the Nazis. I was going to say, and he fought against Nazis. You can't get more bad guys than the Nazis. They were the perfect bad guys. (laughs) So, yeah, he's he's the ultimate. Very cool. Uh, Robert, you're number one. Uh, Yeah, Star Wars-related. Mine's Luke Skywalker. Um, What? I think... (laughs) Just lost that eardrum there? I I think mostly because of his... Yeah, exactly. That was like a R two D two screen. Um, yeah, I, mine was because of his because of his character arc. Um, while I really dig Han Solo, like he's a fantastic character. I think if you look at the first movie and see how whiny and annoying Luke Skywalker is to begin with, and how hesitant he is, and then the end of the movie, just the confidence and how his, his journey is one that I really enjoy. So I always dig the hero, kind of that lead character. Um, I think maybe that's probably influenced a lot by like uh, extended universe stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just Luke Skywalker and Woody Combs, I think, is what I enjoy the most. Yeah. 
Ryan, I'd like to point out that my argument for Han Solo is stronger because it doesn't cut out. <laughs> I just like. I just like. To All point right, out. I like Luke Skywalker. Lightsabers, he's cool. Next. <laughs> Well, my number one is a character that should not be any surprise. It's also Star Wars related, which is Yoda. Uh, Yoda. Yoda. Yoda is my favorite character of any entertainment type stuff. Okay, Yoda was my favorite character until he bounced around like a damn beach ball. <laughs> I don't even mind that. A fighting Count Dooku. Yoda taught me what the Force was. Yoda. Or I should say Count Poo Poo. <laughs> I love Christopher <laughs> Lee, but that was the worst name ever. It was, yes. Um, yet, like although said, although Christopher Lee was in the Captain America TV films, okay, good to know. <laughs> oh, gosh, <laughs> and it all comes back to the Captain America TV films. <laughs> oh hell yeah, most knuckle. <laughs> nah. But no, I've I've got a sideshow of Yoda sitting here. I've got the Black Series figure looking at me. I've got uh, Chuck got me in the past uh, the original Yoda from the eighties with the orange snake around his neck. Um, That's when I had. Yeah, it was. I had, I had that two weeks before anybody else because my family went to Los Angeles the week it was released. <laughs> nice. And I bought the action figure and I came back to Tennessee. I was the shit for two weeks. Oh, I'm sure. Let me tell you. I'm sure you were. But I, I, I have to ask you. You said you had the black version, so it's Yoda in blackface. <laughs> no, the no. black series version. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this the six inch scale version of Yoda. <laughs> I just see this like Al Jolson like Yoda like. No. <laughs> it's like it's like Yoda speak Mama. and jive talk at the same time. Mammy, mammy. Um, no, uh, but no, like I said, Yoda taught what the what? taught what the Force was and. He, I mean, I love his introduction of, of his character. Yeah, it's so good. Like, you didn't know who this creature was. You didn't know that he was Yoda. I mean, uh, it was just done so well. Frank Oz played the character perfectly with the puppet and everything. I mean, it's just awesome. So, so Jedi do okay. Jedi not do okay. <laughs> Jedi think so. <laughs> just like great. <laughs> right. <laughs> He is my Mr. Miyagi, oh, yes. I'm just saying. He does. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too, is I love the inspirations for him of, like, they did. His, his eyes are based on Albert Einstein's eyes and things like that. And um, the create and his face is based on the creator of him. Like, they, he yeah. put some of himself into the, into the character. So, um, yeah, it's just, like I said, it's just a character that, um, again, he's the character that does right because it's the right thing to do. There's no I, ulterior motives behind him. And I agree that the puppet version of him is so much better. Oh, yeah. It, 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 as that is my Yoda. <laughs> clumsy as it may be visually, it still feels more realistic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so we're going into some uh, movie villains here. It feels more alive. Like it's, yes. like it's character. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can relate to it more. Yep. Did you guys have any honorable mentions for the heroes? Nah, fuck them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did. I had, I had, uh, I had a Robocop. I had Neo from the Matrix um, and Wolverine in the X Men movies. Like, uh, I think he really stood out across all of the movies. Okay. I had two. Okay. I had the entire cast of Megaforce. Okay. <laughs> Just want to point that out for John, if he's out there listening. Um, and then 
condor man. Nice. Nice. That's right. Nice. That's right. I said condor <laughs> That's man. okay. <laughs> Take that. So uh, my honorable mentions I had was uh, Harry Callahan. Nice. Uh, I love the, the Dirty Harry movies. Uh, Rip- five, six shots. Or- yep. yep. Uh, Ripley uh, from the Alien movies. Yeah, that's a good one. Good one. Yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, Chief Brody from the Jaws movies. Oh, another good one. And then I had Lou Khan and Obi Wan Kenobi, and that's Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. I'd never heard of him. <laughs> Sir Alec Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> um, that guy. The, I will say that's the one thing I really liked about the prequels was it made me like the character of Obi Wan more. I mean, I already liked him in the original. I was going to say, what 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 part of him did you not like? <laughs> I I liked him more, or I liked him in the original, but I liked him even more because I thought they got the perfect actor to play him, and I thought they did well in developing him in the prequel movies. So, what some dude running around in a robe with a fluorescent tube? Yes, that's all. Oh, that's all. That's all of Star Wars. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> They all have fluorescent tubes. <laughs> you didn't see that? There was um, uh, there was a documentary called Long Way Round. No. With uh, Ian McGregor and a friend of his. It was another actor. I can't remember his name. But they were on motorbikes, and they drive through, like, Eastern Europe. Nice. And he's carrying around a copy of, of Star Wars Phantom Menace, right, yeah. on DVD? Yeah. And the guy goes, what makes you think anybody's going to care that you're some guy in a robe carrying around a fluorescent <laughs> tube? Because it's like they're in countries that have never seen Star Wars. Right. And it was really funny. That's funny. Anyway. All right. So getting into villains. Um, Robert, why don't you kick us off with this? With your number five. All right. Uh, yeah, my number five is Biff Tannen. Nice. From the... Uh, <laughs> from back to the... Um, you think uh, I love that movie? And I just I love his character kind of all throughout. Um, it's it's com- it's comical, but he's you know he's the uh, the nemesis all throughout. So nice. yeah, I can't get enough of it. Very cool. All right, Shannon, what's your what's your <laughs> number five? My number five is Arcane, played by Louis Jordan in Swamp Thing. Oh okay. Oh. Um, I remember as a kid seeing that in the film, in the theater, um, and just being creeped out by him. Because, again, it was one of those characters that could care less about everybody else on the planet. It was whatever he wanted. And he was just, like, super creepy, and they turned him into this pig monster. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, nice. creep me out. Nice. Uh, my number five is Mike Myers. And not from not, not from DC Noise. <laughs> but uh, Michael Myers from Halloween. Uh, just oh, see, I'm thinking I'm like Austin Powers. Oh no! Yeah, my 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 love guru. Like that's it. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, love guru. <laughs> no, no, Michael, no, Michael Myers of Halloween <laughs> <laughs> with the William Shatner mask and the uh, he just that's horror right there already. So. I, I love how Robert and I are kind of disappointed. <laughs> It wasn't the actor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's ruined so many movies. 
<laughs> but no, he's just he's a regular guy, and but he seems to be unstoppable. And, and you probably are still thinking I'm talking about the. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking of Wayne's World. That's the only thing that's in mind right now. He kills people with a it's knife. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert, you're number four. Uh, my number four is uh, Agent Smith from The Matrix. I think nice. for me, this was like uh, Hugo Weaving just really made that role. I mean, he, he really made it's just from the first movie. Uh, I, I'm not even thinking about the trilogy. The first movie was so, so good. Yeah. And I think he was a fantastic bad guy in that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Shannon, you're number four. My number four is Ming. From Flash Gordon, nice. played by Max von Sydow. Yeah. Um, I really thought he was just kind of like the persona of evil when I was a kid. Oh yeah. He was like, I like to play with things a while before annihilation. It, it, that freaked me out. <laughs> yeah. Was <laughs> just the fact that somebody is toying with the planet, doesn't care, screwing with you, just out of fun. Yeah. That was creepy. Yeah. Well. Speaking of creepy, uh, for me, my number four is the shark in Jaws. Uh, and and I'm sure there's going to be people that think that the shark is just doing what it does because it's a shark and it's not really a villain. But that shark was out to get them. And what was his name? Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> and uh, and the, the big thing is the impact it had on me. You know, when I would want to go swimming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Scared the bejesus. Oh, yeah. So it had to make my list. I mean, there, a shark does not jump onto a boat like it did in that movie <laughs> if it's not a villain. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the whole smile, you son of a bitch, you know, that whole ending, like, <sighs> you don't do that except to a villain. <laughs> so, oh, no. right. so, yeah, the, the shark in Jaws, like I said, left such an impression on me because it was it scared the hell out of me to even go into the ocean. So farewell and Spanish lady. I love that. And especially, you know, at what was it? The James Bond, there was a James Bond movie where the guy goes into a pool <laughs> yeah. and there are sharks in the pool. Yes. Yes. Cause it wasn't even safe to go in a fucking pool. <laughs> well, I'll say like, I'll be swimming. Like if I'm down in Florida or something like that, I'll, Parents, I'll go into a pool and if I dive underwater like I hear that dun, 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 it's like in my head you know and it's like I'm in a pool nothing <laughs> nothing bad should happen here yeah I only swim in aquariums <laughs> so alright Robert you're number three uh, my number three is <laughs> Robert must be getting a delay or something. <laughs> Robert's drunk. <laughs> Go home, Robert. You're drunk. Robert, you still there? Robert. We lost Robert. I think so. No, where are you? Oh, are you there? You were there. I was just talking. You were there for a second. Yeah, I can hear you guys. It's fine. <laughs> okay, now I can hear you. Uh, Come on, we're we're in the home stretch, Robert. You can make it. Talk, damn you, talk. <laughs> You've never given up on anything in your life. Now talk. I hear you. Ah. 
Come on. All right, my my Matt, Matt. is Skype. You're maybe <laughs> Can you hear me? Can, can you guys hear me? Now I can hear you. From now on, okay. you have to come to my house to do this. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, I have changed it. My number one villain is Skype. <laughs> Right, so your number three is <laughs> my uh, Ivan hammer. Drago. Ivan <laughs> <laughs> Drago. Yeah, Ivan Drago from Rocky Ford. He's awesome. Awesome. Cool. Good. Good one. That is not right. <laughs> I must break you. <laughs> it's like hitting the iron rod. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> he's, a, he's a piece of iron, not an iron rod. <laughs> uh. Uh, all right. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. Or no, Shannon, you're number three, is it? Right? Yeah. My number my number three is General Zod. Nice. Because Neil before and, Zod. Yes. <laughs> but I have to point out that when I was a kid, and I was telling John Thurman this, that for the years... Years, I thought it was. You will bow down before me, Jarrell. Both you and one day your ass. That's what I thought too. <laughs> yes, and it's your, your ears, yeah. right? Yes. So for all these years, I was like, <laughs> he said your ass. Right. You know, and when you think about it, it makes no sense that he would say your ass, but <laughs> no. But it, it in my seven-year-old head, it made perfect sense. I agree. Right? I thought the same thing. Yeah. Because it was like, I'm such a badass, it's you and your ass. <laughs> right? But no. no. Nice. It's you and all your kids. Right. Really? Right. I'm not that impressed by that. <laughs> I really don't care. Because my kids are on a rocket to Earth. You know, fuck you, you're going into a mirror. One of these, what do I care? I'm such a badass that one day your ass is going to kneel before me. Yeah. You and your your wide fronts. You and your BVDs. That's right. Right here. Kiss it. Uh, Not that threatened. But anyway. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that thought that. So it was I swear to God that's what he said. I swear I probably still will. I know he says airs, but I swear I still watch it to this day and still think he says ass. So if if I ever meet Terrence Stamp, I'm gonna have him do a signature and it's gonna be like both you and one day your ass. That's why sign that. No, I don't care. Just right. Nice. All right. Uh, well, number three for me was the Predator in the movie The Predator. Oh, nice. So. Ah, so good. Yeah. It just. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that creepy ass sound. The fact that he can mimic anything that you couldn't see him. Oh, yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't see him. He was big. He was bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was deadly. He would sacrifice himself and everything around him just to win the hunt. Um, and that was the big thing, too. It was just a hunt for him. He was just hunting dangerous game to him. So it was awesome. So. And my boyfriend, no. <laughs> oh, no, wait. That's my Never mind. All right. So, Robert, if if you can get it out of if you, you're here. if you're here, you're number two. Uh, my number two is the Terminator from the first Terminator movie. Okay. So you had the hero, and now you have the villain. Yes. <laughs> Both the same guy. Uh, yep, yeah, same dude, same character. Uh, I like that a character can flip like that and be the yeah. hero of the next movie. Yeah. 
Okay, but all of Robert's films tonight, like everything, has been robots. Yeah, he likes robots. He's, he's big big robots. If they're lion robots, even better. <laughs> <laughs> they're sentinels. He's good with them. If he's, I like that. I like tiger-shaped robots, phallic-shaped <laughs> robots, robots shaped like a fridge, <laughs> like a water bottle, maybe a cat. The only thing, the only thing that would make like a robot. the future better is if it can is a robot. What? Is what is a robot? Never mind. Shannon. Shannon I think he said Shannon. Shannon is a robot. Shannon is a robot. Okay. Got it. No, I said Biff Tannen. Oh, Biff Tannen is a robot. Biff Tannen is a robot. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think I'm Never mind. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shannon, you're number two. My number two is Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. Nice. And I will sum that up with one word. Otisburg. <laughs> My wife, my wife gave me a ring with the Superman logo, and on the inside it said Otisburg. <laughs> nice, sweet. You, you got a winner there. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number two was the aliens in the Alien movies. Oh, nice. Um, just, I mean, the first one. I love how it's a horror movie. I love how the second movie is a uh, total action fast oh, yeah. movie but i like i like the idea that they're just they're animals that's what they are i mean how could they cut the fucking power man <laughs> um but yeah they're smart and they they know how to hunt and it kind of goes back to the predator character except this time you cut them up and they got acid for blood and it's gonna hurt you so um they're just deadly i like how they multiply by you know the face huggers and you know Oh, yeah. You know, I love the whole scene too in the first one how they didn't tell the actors what oh, yeah. what was going to happen because they wanted real reactions, and then yeah. the chest burster comes through and you just hello my baby, hello my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Different movie. <laughs> oh, same thing. All right, Robert, you're number one. Uh, it's probably not people number. I would say Darth Vader. Yep. Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> That's my number one too. So Yeah. The Boo. only thing the only thing I I kind of wish oh, yeah. you never get We're, except I, in the movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> never mind, go ahead. No, you can hear you now. Go ahead. I, I love you. Uh what what I wish is that in the movies we got a better sense of why the universe was so feared, or so so feared him so much, and I feel like you don't get that until you read the comics. Yeah. Well, Empire does a pretty good job of it, though. <laughs> no, but, in, but you Empire don't really comes get in a closest. sense of him terrorizing the universe. Sure. You only get him terrorizing the rebels, right, and his own people. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, he is he's an awesome villain. So, like I said, he was my number one also. Uh, I don't think anyone would be surprised that he's my number one on my list. But, um, yeah, we just ominous that those first steps into In a New Hope when he walks through the door, you're just like, you already know this is the bad guy. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like there's, there's no mistaking it at points. So, uh, all right, Shannon, since you heard what our number one is, what's your number one? Gone. Uh, Seriously, that's a good con. yeah, that's a good one. 
Because I remember seeing Star Trek 2. Because I had never actually seen the original episode. I never saw Spacey. Okay. Before I saw Khan. And the fact that Ricardo Montalban was so damn hell-bent on killing Kirk. And everybody associated with Kirk. And everything to do with Kirk. Mm-hmm. I was, I was seriously impressed by that. And the whole fact that, like, his wife had died and these, like, little creatures wrapped themselves around the cerebral cortex. <laughs> you know? And it was like, he was willing to torture people he hadn't even met. Yeah. Because there was that whole story about, like, how Chekhov wasn't in the story and blah, 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 you know. And it's like, and it caused madness, not all at once, but eventually. You know, and it was like, he didn't care. He was just evil. He didn't give a shit. And he really competed with, uh, he really competed with, um, what the hell's his name now? I said his name earlier, but I'm blanking now. Uh, oh, yeah, that guy. Kirk. Kirk. The guy that plays Kirk. William Shatner. He really. Oh, yeah. He, the guy that commanded the Enterprise. Right. Yeah, the guy I'm that not a star- the whole series centers around. I'm not, yeah, a, that guy. I'm not a Star Trek guy. <laughs> but he really competes with William Shatner for dramatic pauses in his speeches. <laughs> But, but the thing is, is he's just, he's willing to put everybody yeah. at risk. He doesn't care. Yep. You know, and then he's got those abs. Shannon's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'd kill for those abs. <laughs> I'd kill for those abs, as fake as they are. Right. And then he goes, I've come for you, Kirk. I've hurt you, and I've wished to keep on hurting you. It's it's great. It's like you keep waiting for him to do Doseki ads or something. It's like I don't always drink Doseki, but when I do, you know. Yep. He parallel parks a train. It's that it's that level of greatness. Uh, I bowl underhand. You know. It's like, <laughs> that's fucking great. Love it. Cool. Any uh, any honorable mentions for you guys? I got one. What's that? Greatest movie villain? Robert Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> he takes commissions and never delivers. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, snap. Slap. Snap. I think Shan's had a little too much to drink tonight. Shut up. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> Robert, any uh, honorable mentions for you? Is it me? <laughs> No, 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 I don't have any. I think I, I had a harder time coming up with villains. Oh man, I had a, I had quite a few on my list, but what are yours? So some of my honorable mentions were. Uh, well, this one's kind of interesting because it made an honorable mention because I didn't know the character's name, but I knew that it was a good villain. <laughs> so, well, let's see if you know what this is from. There's nothing called Google. <laughs> right. So the character's name is Pazuzu. Do you know what it's from? No. It's the demon that possessed Linda Blair in The Exorcist. And that creep that movie okay. that movie creeped the hell out of me. So I was like Oh well no wonder it's I don't know. I live in DC. <laughs> near Georgetown? <laughs> near the stairs? No. <laughs> Those stairs are like half a mile from me. Oh wow. Yeah, I couldn't do it. No. 
creepy. Yeah, if, of course. If you ever come to DC, I'm going to take you to the stairs. No, it's creepy. No, you're not, because I will kick your ass. They're creepy. <laughs> I know. I know. I can't kick your ass, but I will find a way to kick your ass. It's like a hundred yards. It's like a hundred yards from the top to the bottom of the stairs, and the bottom of the stairs is the gas station, which does not scream help and concerning and care. <laughs> So some of my other uh, villains were on my honorable mention were uh, Hannibal Lecter, uh, Hans Gruber from the Die Hard movie, yeah, and Kaiser Sose. Kaiser Sose from The Usual Suspects. Oh, yeah. He, Didn't Hans Gruber write? Uh, uh, what I, was it? the Christmas thing? <laughs> No. <laughs> it was written by Hans Gruber, wasn't it? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Silent Night? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to look that no, up. No, not Hans Gruber. It's, it's Hans something, but it's not Gruber. That's definitely the diehard guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking this up. I'm pretty sure. I was going to say, I was gonna say one, one bad guy or villain is, is I want to say, is, is, uh, is the... It's Franz Gruber. Franz Gruber. Oh, okay. That was close. <laughs> Still kind of creepy. Yeah. So what were you going to say, Rob? It's Hans's brother. Right. <laughs> Still uh, I was going to say the, from Never Ending Story. From the Never Ending Story, the, the wolf thing? Oh. Then, the, oh, you're, cu- you're cutting out again. <laughs> ah, the nothing. The nothing. Oh, okay, gotcha. I, I love how he only comes through when he goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to deliver all your lines uh, that way. <laughs> it's like Dreamscape. <laughs> that was such a bad movie. <laughs> no. I've seen it. It's bad. <laughs> it's right up there with Firestarter. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, um, this episode really devolved as we went along. <laughs> it's going to be a nice long one for everyone. So. Go on, join the group page, uh, you know, email us, let us know what your top fives were for everything we covered. (laughs) Um, I'll probably put some of these on the group page and kind of see what people add uh, when the episode comes out. And, uh, but it was, wow, it was a marathon. (laughs) It was a lot of fun, but it was a marathon. So, um, so Shannon, why don't you tell everyone how... They can find you. Uh, are you open for commissions? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm as open as Robert is. Okay. Um, so no. <laughs> actually, actually no. I'm not open for commissions because I don't draw for a living. I farm everything out to India. <laughs> um, and the fact of the matter is, though, I do have a new website. Okay. It is slgallant.com. Okay. Which, if you've gone to before, will send you to a blog, but now it sends you to a proper website. Very cool. Which has been redesigned by my lovely wife. Awesome. Plug, plug, plug. Um, anyway, so it's a new website. Check it out. Um, that's about it. There's some contact info if you want to get in touch with me personally. You can scream at me for whatever Snake Eyes didn't do or died or didn't <laughs> want to do and replacement snake eyes did and Larry Hammer wrote and I'm responsible for even though he wrote it but just realize that Shannon has daddy issues so be gentle my daddy didn't love me (laughs) and he's dead now 
Um, wow. <laughs> that way to take the episode really dark there. For I'm just saying he's dead. He won't care. Um, so anyway, but I'm there. Okay. Email me. Okay. I need friends. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and I love Robert. All right, Robert, how can they find you? Uh, can Go to Robert Atkins Art. <laughs> Just Google it. You'll find him. That- yep, I- Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Howdy Judy with Tourette's. <laughs> So yeah, Google Robert Atkins art. You'll find it. Um, and maybe, maybe it might be sporadic when you find it. <laughs> it's hosted on some West Russian website. Um, We're all fine here. How are you? How are you? <laughs> Boring conversation anyway. Luke, we're gonna have company. Um, so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us. Uh, there's no more forum, but you, there's a group page. Uh, so you, that's where you want to go to interact with us every day. Um, let's see. And G.I. Joe's going bi-weekly. Oh, okay. Good to know. That's in, that's important. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> so Robert said, yeah, wrap Wrap up for me. Thanks. Signing out. <laughs> or sigh, I'm out. That's what he said. Um, yes. I'm just going to keep broadcasting. Right. <laughs> no one can stop me. <laughs> it's it's just what you wanted the last time, Shannon. It, it came down to you. <laughs> it's all about me. I'm the last one here. <laughs> they all left. Wow. <laughs> but, but I'm still here. <laughs> And I have my ice cream bar. Um. Wow. Um. What the hell? Okay, I'm out. Okay. So thanks for having. Yeah. So it will stay until so I can finish recording this. Oh wait. Um. <laughs> All right, so you can call us and leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES. Um. <laughs> you can email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. And uh, find us on We're not writing. Twitter us. It's at starjoespodcast. Um. <laughs> with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. Um, Thanks for joining me, Shannon. Happy 150th. <laughs> and um, it's, <laughs> it's all over. <laughs> um, I got it! Wow! Introducing the G.I. Joe USS Flag Aircraft Carrier. Imagine being on the deck of this aircraft carrier. USS Flag is back! Joe USS Flag Aircraft Carrier comes with what you see here. Other figures and equipment sold separately from Hasbro.